It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to Match Day with Chris Warren on SEN. Good afternoon and welcome to NRL Match Day, Sunday the 22nd of August. Chris Warren with you right up until 3 o'clock. And the Mad Russian is uh, in with a guest appearance today as well. Cowboy Dan is elsewhere, so uh, great to have MAD with us. Loads for us to get through over the next uh, few hours. Plenty of uh, rugby league uh, topics to talk about. And we've still got, what have we got? Six teams still uh, vying for those two places available in the top eight. It looks to me like Newcastle, they are locked in. Uh, They pretty much now, after yesterday's victory, only need one point from their final two games to be assured of a place in the final. So Newcastle, up next for them are the Titans and Brisbane. Um, A scrappy win yesterday against the Bulldogs, but they got the two points and that's uh, really uh, all that counts for them. Hoping to talk to uh, Mitch Barnett, uh, in half an hour or so, uh, he's, a, he's a great player, isn't he, Mitch Barnett? And he's done some wonderful things for Newcastle in recent years, a real mainstay of their pack. So look forward to chatting to him. Uh, Parramatta, they have ended their four-game losing streak. Um, a convincing uh, win, although scrappy at times over the Cowboys, 32-16. Um, there was a try scored, uh, Gutherson, Clint Gutherson scored it, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, and I don't know if you saw the match last night. Hayes Dunster down the right flank, he put like a banana kick back in field. It was a tremendous kick. And uh, Clint Gutherson went in to score. Um, hoping to chat to Hayes Dunster as well a bit later on in the show. I hardly know him. In fact, hands up. I don't know much about Hayes Dunster at all, other than he's a very talented young player. And it looks like he will keep his position in the team. Blake Ferguson, you would expect to come in uh, for Mike Sivo, who probably has played his last game for the season after suffering that knee injury last night. Plenty of other stuff around as well. Melbourne Storm, they made it 19 on the trot. They play the Eels next weekend, hoping to extend their winning run. Um, what else we got? The Cowboys, poor old Cowboys, can't take a trick. They're now 10 losses on the bounce. And South Sydney, well, their 10-match uh, winning streak has ended at the hands of Penrith. How good were Penrith? How good was Nathan Cleary? 25 points to 12. In fact, how good of a number of halves been so far in round 23? Cam Munster was enormous for Melbourne Storm in their win over the Titans. Daly Cherry Evans, likewise, wasn't he? Particularly in the second half in Manly's one-point win over the Raiders. As I say, Nathan Cleary, immense performance from him um, against the Panthers, against the Rabbitohs, rather, 25-12. And Mitch Moses, he was strong last night, wasn't he? for Parramatta. Uh, we're going to talk to Timmy Manor a bit later on as well. Uh, we'll be talking to Brett Kamali. Um, we've got loads coming up right throughout the afternoon. I'd love you to get involved. one one 1170 That is the open line number. F- feel free to call 
um, there's generally always space on the open board. And if the line starts flashing, we'll do our darndest to pick it up. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 And the text line, if you'd like to drop us a text, 0457 736 736. Can be about anything. Can be about absolutely anything. Um, maybe with a link to rugby league, but doesn't have to be. Josh Durgan's in trouble again. There you go. Josh Durgan, hey. Um, my goodness, he's got himself in, in trouble over the years, hasn't he, for various bits and pieces. It's a pretty long rap sheet. Uh, he's on about 800000 I think, at Cronulla. He won't be there next year, I'm sure. Um, but I reckon that they may be able to tear his contract up after this latest COVID indiscretion. And that will probably save uh, the Sharks, I read, about 150 k Anyway, we'll talk about that. Talk about anything. Uh, enjoy your afternoon. Great to have your company tuning in to uh, this program on SEN. Um, match day, NRL match day, right about from midday up until three. And uh, let's now get on with business. Yes, indeed. Gorgeous uh, afternoon. Where on earth would you prefer to be than uh, here in the studio at North Sydney or out there enjoying the sunshine? Look, I'm happy to be here for three hours. Uh, We generally have a bit of fun. And before you know it, three hours is gone and I'm out of here. Get involved with the show. Love you to uh, jump on the open line, as I say, or on the text number. Um, I touched on Josh Dugan there and I, I, I don't like to bag players. I don't like to bag fellas because I, I don't even know Josh Dugan, but all I know about Josh is that he's he's had a, um, well, he's got a, a pretty checkered history, hasn't he, mm. with um, uh, stepping out of line, doing the wrong thing. Mm. Um, and to me, it's sort of, it's almost like he continues to thumb his nose at, at authority, at, at, at the rules, at what we're supposed to do. Look, I know we're not all built the same. We're not all... Um, you know, out of the same mould. And I'm not condemning Josh in any way, shape or form for being an individual. Mm. You only have to look at his um, his artwork on his on his skin to know that, you know, he's his own personality. He's a very um, individual and unique fella. And I don't know him, so I'm not going to start bagging him. But, mate, you know, look, look what we're all doing. We're all playing by the rules. We, we've got to play by the rules. What gives you the right to step out of the line? Who's given you that authority, you know? And it's not a good look for you. Um, but anyway, look, he's not the first um, rugby league player to, to, to step out of line. Boys behaving badly. Boys behaving badly. Rugby league players, it doesn't have to be footy players. I mean, it can be any sport, all right? Across the world. Um, athletes um, behaving badly. Uh, send those texts through and we'll, we'll get through a few of them. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of content out there on that subject. Uh, but look, on a, on a positive note, I don't want to be all, you know, it's not a downbeat show, this, so we will still steer clear of, of Dugs as much as we can. He won't be at the Sharks next year. I think that's pretty much uh, writings on the wall. And, um, you know, in hindsight, they probably think, well, why did we sign Josh for, for such a, a big sum um, over an extended period, 800000 Andrew Fafita, likewise, also on the same sort of money. The Sharks are a club you just know are going to come into a brighter future, I think, starting from next year with a new coach um, and and tweaking their roster as well. But a very uh, good win for them. I mean, Mm. they thumped the West Tigers, absolutely demolished West Tigers. So the Sharkies, they are still very much in the hunt for the the, the finals. I think I put a line through them last week, but they they refused to, to, um, to die, the Sharks, and... 
they're right in the hunt. We'll go through all the uh, the what-ifs and who needs to win and where um, to make the eight. But Newcastle, I think, pretty much are nailed in. They only need one point, so they need a draw um, or a win out of their last two games, and, and they are locked in. Um, as I say earlier, Mad Russian, we have got so much... Um, Massive show. ...jammed in over the next... How are we going to fit it? We've got Mitchie Barnett going to jump on from Newcastle. Hayes Dunster from Parramatta Eels. He's going to uh, give us a call as well, have a chat to him. I've never met Hayes before. I haven't spoken to him before. Um, I'm told he's a really young, lovely young man, mm. uh, 22 years of age, from New Zealand, but came through the uh, the Parramatta Junior System with uh, Wenny Magpies, I think, as well. So we'll chat to him. Albie Tallarico. Now, Albie's the director of the Newtown Jets. He jumps on each week. We don't normally speak football because there's no... New South Wales Cup to talk about. But he comes up, Matt. He comes up with these weird and kooky... Yeah, I've heard a bit about this segment. Themes. Very Gee. interested. Albie's an, interest, Albie's an interesting guy. I think he might be a numerologist. What's the person that studies numbers or patterns or sequences? A mathematician? No. <laughs> no. Statistician? Maybe. No, not what I'm looking for. Um, anyway, Albie... Albie's different too. So he obviously likes his numbers yeah, and likes his Resh's, uh, no, he's, um, I think it's the Henson Park. Henson Park Lager. Henson Park Lager, is that what it's called? Yeah. He promised me last week he'd get me a case. So I'm hoping that he may be able to deliver. Well, if nothing else, we'll chase that up. If he doesn't, <laughs> well, no, if he's not a man of his word, he doesn't come on the show again. Oh. What? <laughs> Fair enough. Well, yeah, I guess so. No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, exactly. He said he was going to do it. We're trying to be positive and upbeat. We are. Okay. And I'll be more upbeat with a case <laughs> with of Henson Park Lager. <laughs> and Albie said he was going to organise it last week. If a week's not enough time for Albie to get his mm. case of lager together, well, how much longer does he need? Well, speaking of Henson Park, right, we need to talk about this because we were going through talk topics today and couldn't really land on one. I'd, I'd love people to send in some of their great old regional grounds. And I know Henson Park isn't a regional, but, you know, playing up in Toowoomba. Favourite old ground, footy grounds. Yeah, places. And there's a lot of grounds that don't get used anymore, or not as much as they used to be anyway. Yeah, no, Campbell there are. Town, like, uh, well, it still gets used. It still gets used, but infrequently. Famous favourite footy grounds. Yeah. Favourite. This is one of Jimmy Smith's favourite topics. Favourite. Well, 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 why are we rehashing what no, Jimmy's no, doing? No, 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 no. You want to get Jimmy on the line? Some, no, I don't want to do that. Well, I've got his number. We'll get Jimmy on the line. day off. <laughs> Does he have a day off? Favourite <laughs> footy grounds. Come on, there's another topic you might yeah. want to weigh in on the text line. 0457 736 736. 0457 736 736. Your favourite footy ground. Mm. And keep this to rugby league, right? Your favourite footy ground can be anywhere on the planet, okay? Anywhere on the planet, your favourite footy ground. Um, oh, i tell you one I played at. Yep. I can't say it was my favourite, but I left there. I'll never forget the bloody place. It was freezing cold. Um, Carlaw Park in Auckland. Oh, Carlaw Park in Auckland. Went over there with the Magpies, and I reckon mm. this was an end-of-season trip. So take me back. I reckon it would have been 91, mm-hmm. maybe 91, 92. We went over there. West Magpies, North Sydney Bears also went. Mm. And uh, we played. Who did we play? I don't even know who we played over there. Was it a, it was a New, New Zealand, Zealand team? Combined it must team? have been a New Zealand combined team. Carlaw Park. Wow. Um, I remember that little uh, trip for a few reasons. 
one, I think I got knocked out in the first tackle. So you don't remember it. Two, the ground. And three, the tour itself with some magpies fellas that were good fellas, mm. good blokes. And I was only young, mate. I was learning. I was learning about life. I'm sure they taught you a bit. You go over there to New Zealand for a few days with a couple of footy games weaved into a few nights on the drink with some good old heads of rugby league. You remember the old Canterbury boys that came across to West West Magpies? You probably don't remember. Can all I those give you boys. a sad story about Carlaw Park? He's now the site of a Caltech service station, oh, there you go. several offices, and a Quest Apartments hotel building. So it's now called Caltex Park. <laughs> Carlaw Park. Yeah, come on, your favourite footy grounds can be anywhere on the uh, on on the planet. Um, and on footy grounds, in terms of playing surface, again, I just want to. Hats off to all of the oh, Queensland yes. venues that are hosting the greatest game of all at the moment. But particularly Seabus Super Stadium, that pitch looks like a billiard table. Mm. And it's had so much traffic on it over, over recent weeks. So uh, well done to you guys um, up there. So, yeah, lots for uh, Timmy Manners coming on. Uh, who else we got? We've got uh, Brett Kamali will be on later on. We'll go through the injury wrap, particularly not good news for Parramatta winger Mike Acevo, also for Ronaldo Mulatalo. He's broken his jaw, I believe. That's confirmed. Um, so we'll go through uh, we'll go through all of that when we can. Before we do that, why don't we uh, get into the wrap so far? What's happened through the six games in round twenty-three? Melbourne Storm made it nineteen on the trot, and the opening game of round twenty-three, coming back from ten 0 down to beat the Titans thirty-four twenty on the sunny coast. They shift the ball wide. Munster finds an opening. He's got Nico Hines on the inside. Pappenhausen gives it on the outside. And now Adokar. Adokar goes in to score number two. And Melbourne extend their lead. On Friday, no turbo, no troubles for Manly. The Seagulls soared into the top four, courtesy of some second-half magic from DCE, beating the Raiders 19-18 at Suncorp. Daly's last kick was a beauty. Can he do the same here? He goes for the same kick. Targeting oh! the post. Targeting Sheridan. Sheridan charging. Charging for the line. They won't stop him. Manly take the lead. Manly 16 with a kick to come. Canberra 12. But the kick was just perfection again from Daly. In the later game, the Panthers also fought back from 12-0 down against the Bunnies. Nathan Cleary, the star as Penrith chalked up. 25 unanswered points to end South Sydney's 10-match winning streak. They go right with Cleary, who goes out the back now. Crichton, double pump, then Martin floats it over the top. Here's Momorowski, another kick, caught in by Crichton, and he gets another try. Momorowski's on fire with the boot, and the young man you liken to Latrell Mitchell gets a try. West Tigers' final chapter of Tales from Tigertown will read this. Failed to make the finals again. A 50-20 thumping by Cronulla, putting a full stop on another disappointing season. Oh, and here's Moylan. Moylan in the backfield. He links up now with Metcalf. Metcalf's got two. Metcalf's got two. He went through very, very effortlessly there, did Matt Moylan. Jeez, I tell you what, he's a good support player, this kid. Luke Metcalf. And he scores, and now officially the season for the West Tigers. We've said this four times today. Now it's officially over. <laughs> yes, indeed. And Newcastle have all but sealed a place in the finals after seeing off Canterbury 22-16. The Dogs now officially confirmed for the wooden spoon. Watson. Watson. He took the number one. He offload. Clifford. Hear the footsteps. They're Bradman best. The ground is shaking. 
as this big thing, this big unit, strides away to score. And Parramatta snapped a four-game losing run, albeit far from convincing. 32-16 winners over North Queensland, extending the Cowboys' losing streak to 10. Bit of a roll on here. Good set so far for Parramatta. Lussick short side poses. The cut out for Dunster. Delightful. Now the kick. Gutterson coming through. Oh, yes. That's Parramatta back to their best. Yes, indeed. And talking of Parramatta back to their best, well, they've still got a lot of room for improvement. We're going to talk to Timmy Manor, former Eels skipper next. And you heard in the highlights there, Hayes Dunster. He'll join us a bit later on in the show as well. You're listening to NRL Match Day. It's 16 past midday. And no reason not to be smiling out there, really, is it? I know it's difficult times for all of us, but uh, in terms of, look, You've got your health, hopefully. I know the numbers aren't great with COVID, but hopefully you're just doing your best to enjoy what you've got. Gorgeous day in the Harbour City. So if you are out and about, I hope you're taking care of yourself and abiding by obeying all the rules that you need to do. One man with a smile on his dial today, I'm sure, is former Parramatta captain Timmy Manor. How are you, buddy? Yeah, good day, Chris. I'm good, mate. I'm good as... Uh... It was just nice to get back in the winner's circle again this week, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. It's exactly what you guys need. Um, it wasn't flash by any stretch, but you got you got the win. Um, and, you know, and I've been talking to a few people. Okay, you, you, it's been a you know, pretty ordinary stretch of form. You've got the two most difficult games coming up as well. So Melbourne Storm next weekend and then uh, Penrith Panthers to round off the regular season. There's two ways of looking at this, I guess, Timmy. Um you can be all doom and gloom about and say, oh, you know, poor us. But then you can also say, well, there's no better way really to, to test yourself going into the finals than taking on those two big guns. Yeah, 100%. You're, um, from now on, obviously, there's going to be no more easy games. Yeah. Last one was probably the, the last, you know, one of the games we can kind of get away with. You know, I think everyone that watched the game and knew that probably wasn't, the toughest of games, but um, moving forward now, every game is going to be tough and every game is going to be vital. Um, but the, the luxury is, you know, if you win or lose, you're still going to be playing finals footy. And like you just said, mate, it's a good opportunity to um, get some real good practice against good teams uh, to prepare yourself for that time of the year. Yeah. And also, I think last night, and um, yeah, 30, was it 32-16 in the end and saw some really good glimpses of footy. Mitchie Moses, I thought he was um, probably his one of his best games of the season. Kicking game was, was great too and had his hand in a couple of tries. Yeah, his running game. His kicking game, I think, is always great. You know, I thought his mm-hmm. running game last night was awesome as well. Um, you know, he really stood up. And I think they needed that. They needed their, you know, their senior players to really stand up. And, um, you know, I'm not to believe that he's probably the best player at that club. And uh, he stood up yesterday and, and really, um, you know, sh- showed a lot of people what he's capable of and, and what the team can do, you know, come the end of the year. Mm. Nathan Brown, he's sort of, uh, I think he's dropped more ball in the last couple of weeks than I've ever seen, Nathan. Um, but I guess a few of the forwards, their roles have changed a little bit. Um, Isaiah Papali, I mean, early on in the season, he owned that left edge and was uh, he was just so, so strong. But with no Regan Campbell-Gillard there now, He's being forced to play in a front row or middle forward type role. And I don't know, I, I think he's probably more suited to that left edge. And it, it's maybe a case of Brad Arthur sort of weakening one position to strengthen another. 
Yeah, that 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 one's got me a little bit stumped. Yeah, you know, I thought he's he's been the buy of the year as well. He's been um, outstanding for the for the club. Um, and I think when you throw him in the middle, it just takes a bit of that shine off him. I think he's um he stands out on the edge and he, he created so much havoc out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Most of the year they they had Sean Lane coming off the bench playing in the middle. So, you know, if yeah, if it was my say, I'd like to see Sean Lane maybe go in the front row and allowing his eye to stay on the edge, and that way, um, you know, everyone can play to their strengths. Yeah, maybe so, maybe so. Anyway, uh, Will Penasini, I like the look of him too. What, what's his background? I love him, mate. He's, um, you know, he's best friends with uh, Joseph Suwali. So you look at, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. for all the hype that Joseph was getting, you know, at the start of this year and heading into the season, uh, those in the know knew that Will was a, was a real superstar in the making as well. And, um, you know, you ask everyone around it, that's watched him playing through schoolboy rugby, and he's been involved with our Parramatta system for for a few years now. Mm. Uh, he's always had wraps on him, and he's always been somebody that, uh, you know, it was inevitable he's going to have a, a big career in the NRL, and it was always a matter of just making sure we hold him back to the stage where you know he's ready. But I think last night he showed everybody that he's more than ready and, and more than capable to. Uh, Carry a career of his own now. Absolutely. We had a chat to Hayes Dunster a bit later on, Timmy, so you'll probably keep tuning into the show. I look forward to having a chat uh, to, to young Hayes. A great name, isn't it? Hayes Dunster. Um, and they take on Melbourne Storm next weekend, so we might see a, a Munster to a Dunster. Makahisi Makatoa, talking of names. Now, this uh, this fella, he made his debut last week. Um, who was that against? Against Melbourne, wasn't it? Was it against? No, it wasn't against Melbourne. I can't even remember. Manly. Um, I li- I, yeah, I, I, I liked him on debut. I liked him again last night. He's a real goer, uh, Makahesi Makatoa. So he made his debut last weekend as a as a twenty eight year old, and he's he's doing a he's doing a fine job. Yeah, he's been outstanding, mate. His story is awesome. It's um, yeah, you know, he's he's been around the traps. He, he went over. I think he played in England for a couple of years as well. Mm. Um, and you know, last week in a very badly beaten team, he was he ran more meters than any other Eels forward and. Last night, watching him back that up with uh, just raw aggressiveness. You know, the way he runs, it's, it's just it's hard to handle. And, um, it's, you know, he's actually provided the team with a bit of a, a spring in their step and he gives them a bit of energy. Um, I think, you know, you look at him, you look at, you know, Will Penasini just mentioned, hey, there's a few young kids coming through. They've just given the, um, the team a bit of a, a shot of energy at this time of the year, which is going to be really helpful taking mm-hmm. into final footy. Yeah, un- unfortunate you're going to go into the finals, Parramatta, I guess, without Mike Asiva. I haven't seen what the scans will... Well, he probably hasn't had the scans yet, but it doesn't look good. looks like an MCL injury. Um, without him, it's going to make things even more difficult come finals time. But I guess Blake Ferguson will get another shot. Yeah, well, it's a pretty handy position for the Cubs to be in to uh, lose Mike and be able to put someone like Blake straight in the team. Um, you know, I'm of the belief that Fergo probably should have been there originally. You know, he's when you look at the the big games at the end of the year, um, he's got a you know, wealth of experience. He's he's played Origin, he's played Australia, he's played he's won grand finals. So you know, I think it's a no brainer to have him in the team this time of the year. And um, you know, while Mike will be you know severely missed, I think um, you know we don't lose too much by being able to replace him with someone of a caliber like uh, Blake Ferguson. Mm. Timmy Manor, hey, you were retired, oh, God, what is it now? A couple of years ago. I remember at the end of your con- – there was, I think, an offer on the table for you, Timmy, wasn't there? Or oh, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe to go to West Tigers, or at least you were considering that, weren't you, at one stage? Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, very close to taking that up, but um, mm. the way it worked out, I ended up staying. 
Yeah, you stayed there. Tigers, um, so they now have confirmed they are out of the race for the finals, and that's 10 years in a row where they failed to uh, to make the playoffs. Um, obviously, they need to make some changes there, but uh, I was reading a story in the paper today, and a number of players they've sort of targeted um, have chosen um, not to continue negotiating with the club. What do you see as, as most important for the West Tigers um, over the next couple of years in terms of rebuilding their stocks, or do you think there needs to be a coaching shake-up? No, I think there's going to be kind of the opposite of the coaching shake-up. I'm a big fan of Michael McGuire, and I think they've got to be patient and give him the opportunity to, to build what he wants to build. You know, the problem is uh, in, in our sport, when boards are under pressure and to answer to the members and they want to see results straight away, boards can quite often chop and change coaches you know, really frequently. Um, and, you know, I've got no problem with, with, with coaches that aren't performing having to get moved on. But, um, you know, I think you've you got to give them a, a few years to build what they want to build. You know, if they only just got there, um, you know, he hasn't had a chance to kind of implement the kind of playing squad he wants. He's he, he narrated a mess from Ivan Seary and the toe cables all over the place now playing paying big money for guys like Packer and Madalino and Reynolds and Moses Mumbai. And they're finally getting in a stage now where they've cleared the decks and they're finally able to give Mike McGuire a bit of a blank canvas and say, what do you need? Mm. Um, I think he needs a couple of years to build that. And once he's got that, then hold him accountable. And if the squad he's got isn't delivering, then he can wear that. But, you know, when you're, when you're dealing with a mess that you've got in, you inherited, it's, uh, it's pretty hard to blame the coach for that kind of uh, playing roster. Timmy Manning, you talk a lot of sense, mate. Hey, uh, your host of Spirit of Sport, that's on tonight. Who have you got on, on the show? Yeah, we've got a, a fellow by the name of Junior Albert. He's uh, he's a secret weapon to the, uh, the Aussie Boomers team. He's uh, best mate with Paddy Mills. He was mm-hmm. the logistics and, and um, team manager of the, uh, the Aussie Boomers over in Tokyo. So uh, we have a chat with, to him over in uh, quarantine, and he fills us in on what the whole experience was like in Tokyo. What time's that on tonight? Uh, nine o'clock on, yeah, nine o'clock. All right, we can hear more from Timmy Manor tonight. Spirit of Sport, nine o'clock on SEN eleven seventy. Mate, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Thanks for giving us your time. Cheers, Bar. Have a good one, mate. We'll do. There he is, Timmy Manor, one of the one of the good guys, one of the real good guys uh, in rugby league. And another of them is on the line next. We're going to chat to Newcastle Knights forward Mitch Barnett. And coming up to 25 minutes to 1 o'clock, we'll be here until 3. Um, if you'd like to jump on the line and give us a call, happy to have a chat. Uh, generally, let's talk about rugby league. doesn't have to be. I mean, it can be about the meaning of life if you want. Um, you mightn't get many answers from this studio here with me and the mad Russian here with me. A good win yesterday. Uh, well, I say a good win. I mean, it's two points. 22-16, the final score. Uh, the Newcastle Knights over the Bulldogs. So that's four straight wins for Newcastle. Uh, and I think they've won six of their last eight games. So they are a team that is winning and still going into the finals, um, still a fair bit of room for improvement. That win, though, it almost nails them in to the top eight. Uh, joining us on the line now is uh, Mitch Barnett. Good afternoon, Mitch. Thanks for joining us, mate. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. You've been at the club for a while now, Mitch, and, um, well, you, you, you're one of the senior leaders um, of that pack. You've got another another big hombre in there as well in uh, in David Clemmer, who um, is playing pretty good football these days, Clem. Yeah, uh, it's a good playing alongside big Clem. Um, He's, I think he's 
hitting some real good form at the right time of the year for us. And, um, you know, he's a big asset to us, that's for sure. You're always uh, generally, Mitch, an 80-minute player yourself. Um, your form is, uh, well, you can almost call it you're sort of the heartbeat of, of that Newcastle pack at the moment. Yesterday's victory, I know you've got the two points and, and that's all it means at the end of the day. I, I read some um, uh, from Adam O'Brien quotes in the paper today that um, your attack is, is, is not where it needs to be at the business end of the season. So I guess that's something you'll, you'll need to focus on over the coming weeks. Yeah, definitely. Um, our attack, um, obviously, we're very, we looked very clunky on the weekend and um, having previous games. Um, and look, as a team, we just need to take ownership of our own roles in attack. Um, and I think, you know, we'll get, we'll get in to review the game and our halves will take control. And I think, um, you know, they'll step up to the plate. And, um, you know, I don't think it's too much we need to tinker with. It's just a few little things, minor things and details. And we, I reckon we'll find heading into the back end or the last few games of the year. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you, you, you want to go in knowing there's room for improvement. And, and yesterday's game, and, and you, you'll admit too, it was pretty scrappy, but you got you got the two points. There were some some real positives out of the game um, for you, though. Uh, Jake Clifford in patches, I thought he was really good. And he's been he's been quite an, an acquisition, hasn't he, since joining you mid-season, Jake? Yeah, I really enjoyed my time with Cliff. Um Good thing about Cliff is he competes on uh, every play, mm. and um, a big area we're seen to get out of him is um, some of his kick chase efforts. Um, he's competing for the ball, and then uh, you can see what he do when he takes a line on there in the good ball. You know, big, he's a big lap lump of a lad for a half, and um, he he can break tackles. So it was good to see him play well yesterday, and um, yeah, looking forward to you know running out with him again this week. He's got a handy kicking game too, Jake, and I think that's taken a bit of pressure off Mitchell Pearce. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's got a big, he's got a monster boot on him, Cliff, and um, you know he's got those big dangerous floaters uh, that he puts up. So uh, we've been using them to full effect too. Uh, Parramatta, they are a team that's sort of limping to the finals, and as I said, you guys are pretty much locked in now. You need just uh, one more point. I know you can't be complacent, but you need one more point from your remaining two games. You've got, uh, what, Titans next, and then who you got in your final game? Broncos. 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 So you need to, a draw or win. You, um, ideally, you'd like to beat uh, both of those teams. What do you think when you hear people say, oh, you know, there, there's really only four or five genuine contenders, maybe four, and the rest that do make the top eight are just making up the numbers? Um, what do you say to that? Oh, look, I, I think um, on our day, we turn up with the right attitude. Um, you know, we can beat anyone. Uh, we've we've seen glimpses of it in the past. And, um, yeah, I, I, we haven't played our best footy this season. And I think, um, you know, our best footy is still to come this year. So we just need to keep training hard, um, take it week by week. And I'm very confident, you know, we'll do a really good job no matter what, what opponent's been put in front of us. Mm. I guess it's been a bit of a distracting week or two behind you guys, Mitch. And I know you, you as a player, um, you just deal with it and get on with your football. Connor Watson, you know, is now leaving for the Roosters. And the fact that he went there for a contract price less than what he was offered, etc. It had people talking that, you know, maybe there's a divide in the group up there between coaching staff and players. Ha- has that been a distraction at all? 
No, nah, definitely not. It's at the end of the day, it's a business decision for Connor. Um, yeah, you, you know that's one he feels that um, is right for him. So um, he's a great teammate. Uh, he's a great friend, and um, you know he's gonna be a great asset for the Roosters. So we got him for the rest of the year, and um, we look to have a you know finish the year off um, in you know great great style. So um, and you know we'll enjoy having him for the rest of the year. That's for sure. He looks like an interesting character, Connor Watson. Mitch, um, what's what's doing with the eyebrows? Is is he one of the one of the fellows that likes the manscaping? <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he loves it. He uh, love, he loves the manscaping, loves himself. He's uh, he's a good talk, Connor. So uh, it takes plenty of time to get ready, but um, no, nah, he's yeah, he's a great bloke, very humble bloke, and um, yeah, like I said, he's a good sort. So yeah. He's going well. Yeah, well, every every club's got to have a couple of those. Talking of good sorts, Mitch. So K, KP, right? Um, he's a brilliant player, Kalen, and and he's probably not at his peak right now. Which you're hoping that might happen uh, in the finals. I guess you're hoping it all it all clicks for you when you you do get into the finals. Yeah. Um, look, I, we can help KP out by the way we attack. Um, we can get him in the ball in better positions and. Um, instead of just sort of throwing it to him like we have been. Um, and that, that comes back on, you know, us forwards and um, also our halves with direction, our spine, I should say. So, um, you know, we get the minor details right. I think you'll see the best of KP. And um, I think I still think he's been doing a terrific job for us. A lot of mm. a lot of his work off the ball has been fantastic. So, um, yeah, enjoying um, playing with the superstar, that's sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, no, he, like, he plays well every week. I still think, I still think, and you, you, you sort of answered it there, getting some better ball in better positions. And, mate, I, I think you, on your day, you guys, you can match it with anyone. You've got, you know, the KP, you've got Bradman Best, you've got a real, um, a real strong pack as well. You've got experience in, in Mitchell Pierce. So, there's no reason why you guys can't put it together in the finals. And look, I hope, I hope you, well, you will get there. I'm sure you will. And I hope, I hope you get through to at least the second, second week of the finals, mate. You've got injured players too. Where, what's the latest with Lockie Fitzgibbon? Is, is he going to come back or not? Um, no, I think Fitz is done for the year. Um, he's had his, I think it's his right shoulder, um, operated on. And, um, yeah, it's unfortunate for him. He's had a um, bad run this year with injury. Um, and uh, But he'll be better for it next year. Um, you know, he'll just get into, stuck into his rehab and uh, he'll be fine. And then Daniel, um, it's probably a bit too early to um, know what the go is there as it's only been a few days. But um, as far as I'm aware, he'll be back in a few weeks. Mm. And anyone back for next week? Do you envisage any changes for that crunch game against the Titans? Um, not that I'm aware of just yet. We've just got to get in and um, review the Bulldogs, and then uh, that's tomorrow, and then we'll um, move on to the Titans later that Arvo, so I'll know more then. But And Frizz, yeah, how, how long is Frizz out for? I think he's back next week. I think it's yeah. just a one-week suspension, but I could be wrong. Yeah, no, I think it, I think it is one week. Well, Mitch, enjoy the rest of your day, mate. Thanks for jumping on the line on your day off as well. So I do appreciate it. Good luck with the rest of the season, and um, uh, I always enjoy watching you play. All good, beautiful. Thanks for having me. Great stuff. There is Mitch Barnett from the Newcastle Knights. Stick around. This is NRL Match Day. It's 17 to 1.
You bet you are. Mad Russian is here with me, and uh, Cowboy Dan is not with us today. Um, he had to attend a funeral, so our thoughts with Cowboy Dan. He's okay. He's fighting fit, and uh, he'll be back on deck next week, unless Mad Russian really enjoys his time here over the next couple of hours and says to the bosses, you know what, I'd like to uh, work every Sunday with Chris. I always enjoy coming in on Sundays. Is there a bus? It's- well, I don't want to work seven days, is the part. <laughs> I'll be working seven days soon. Oh, you're normally at home on the couch with Sophie That's on it. a Sunday. It's my day off. But I'm happy to be in here. I always enjoy doing my Sunday. Sophie, all right? It's nice and calm. Yeah. Sophie's yeah. on the sofa by herself. Saw her this morning. So. Okay. Well, that's Brekkie. good. Brekkie. It was nice. Oh, lovely. Nice. Yeah. Do you know what happened to my Brekkie? So on a Sunday, right, okay, and we're going to go to Albie Tellerico very shortly for the X-Files, the Albie Files, all right? Uh, a bit kooky, Albie. He's a bit left field, but we'll, we'll chat to him. Mate. My breakfast, before we get to Albie, right, uh, my breakfast this morning, so I go for a swim, come back, and I have a bit of cereal, and then I have a cup of tea and some toast, and I take the toast with me in the car, and I sort of eat that on the way here, right, Lovely. just to save myself a, a few minutes. Every minute's crucial yeah. on a Sunday morning. So I'm walking out the garage and I'm juggling my notes, I'm juggling my phone, my keys, my little bag, my cup of tea, a plate on top of that, my toast, it's on top of each other, and I've got to push the garage door up as well. Boom. Gone. All comes kaput. All goes down. And tell me why, when toast drops on the floor, it always Uh, goes butter, honey down on the dirt. Gone, so I'm a bit hungry. Albie Tellerico, he's a uh, director of the Newtown Jets, and one of our uh, questions we're throwing out there to all listeners, Albie, today is favourite old grounds. It doesn't mean old ground, just favourite rugby league grounds anywhere in the world. Before you get to your Albie files, your X-Files, without it being Henson Park, what else have you got? Leichhardt Oval. Yeah. One of the great grounds of Sydney. It was one of the places where I've, I've probably seen uh, as much rugby league there as what I've seen at Henson Park. Yeah. Uh, Leichhardt was just a special place for a couple of reasons. You know, whenever St George played Balmain there, we, we were able to go, and it wasn't too far from home, which was good. It was pretty much in a straight line, and that was easy for, you know, in those days for mum and dad to track you, so to speak, but you had to get three buses to get there. It was worth every every inch of it. But there's, very, there's something special about the hill at Leichhardt Oval, and many journalists probably haven't experienced, but it's, you know, putting your hand above your eye or your eyebrows and things like that because you want to keep the sun out. You've got your cap on, and as you get older, of course, you go with other mates, but it's a beautiful hill and, and it holds a lot of people. And throughout the 80s, in particular, 81, I spent a lot of time there watching the Tooth Cup. And I was on the other side, the western side, when I was a, a young St. John Ambulance Brigade or Zambuck, mm. they used to call them, first mm. aid attendant. So I got the best seat of the house and I got to see uh, South play Cronulla there. And the crowd there that, that particular night was, I think, 20,700. It holds the record above any Balmain crowd, which is quite ironic when you think about it. Uh, but it is a special place, and uh, the grandstand, they've now done some more uh, work to it. They've got a great corporate area there now. But it's still, you know, you've got the great canteens downstairs beneath the scoreboard, mm. the the walk from Mary Street, the light rail that you can get there now. It's just, and the, and the walk down, it's just, it's fantastic. Laurie's Corner, of course. And, and going back to Balmain and, and mentioning that, even though I wasn't a Balmain fan, Laurie Nichols, it just says it all, really. Yeah, I remember it uh, vividly. Laurie there at the, the bottom of the stand there at the uh, the western side of the ground with the singlet on or singlet off just doing those shadow boxing. And uh, those memories are etched in my mind.
because I went there many, many, many times, Leichhardt Oval, um, because I used to go with my dad there. So this would have been in the 80s or even late 70s. And we had um, the Tooth Cup. We had the National Panasonic Cup. It was the Amco Cup as well. And generally before that, you had the Commonwealth Bank Cup. So you'd have... You know, Correct. My, and Absolutely. My, I remember going there, my school, Parramatta Maris Brothers. I must have gone there, I reckon I would have been eight or nine or ten. And my mum took me along to watch uh, the senior school play in the Commonwealth Bank Cup final. And I had to put my pyjamas on underneath my Maris Brothers tracksuit so I could get straight into bed when I got home because it was quite a late night. Um, way back when. Yeah, some good times at Leichhardt. Uh, Paramat says Cumberland Oval pre the 1981 burn down, of course. Uh, I've got another one here. Christopher, lovely to hear your dulcet tones on a Sunday. Fave old ground, Lavington Oval at Albury or North Sydney Oval. Need more games back there when they're not in my part of the town uh, in Gosford. That's from Tex from the Central Coast. All right, uh, Albie, we could uh, reminisce all day about uh, favourite old rugby league grounds. You are going to talk some uh, numbers now. I believe you're going to talk about grand final opponents or teams that have had the wood on each other. Yeah, absolutely. We'll go back to 1954. And what I've tried to break it down is to teams that have played in consecutive grand finals or within a few years and just not been able to beat the opponents. It, from 1954, South played Newtown on two occasions, and Newtown had some fantastic players in their side. Gordon Clifford, most people wouldn't know who he was, but he was the second best fullback against a guy called Clive Churchill. And on both occasions, Newtown could not take the premiership. Things could have changed definitely around Newtown around that particular time. We then go to the 1960s and the trifecta of grand finals between St George and West, 61 and 62. And of course, we know in 63 where Jack Gibson walked into the shed and said, boys, we've got no chance. So let's see if we can slog it out. And of course, referee Darcy Lawler telling Johnny King where to place the ball and how he jumped up and said that he wasn't held and scored the try for St George to win 8-3 that day. And that a fantastic photo between Norm Proven. We then jump into the 1970s. Manly and Cronulla, the Insular Peninsula versus the Shire. They played three grand finals. Now, one was a replay. There was one, two wins for Manly and a draw. Both occasions, of course, Manly took the biscuits on, on those occasions. And Cronulla were no shrinking violets. They gave as good as they got. And they tried very hard, but it wasn't to be. In the 1980s, again, this time Manly copped the dangerous thing. They just could not could not beat the side from your area out there at Parramatta, the Mighty Eels in 82 and 83. Only for it to repeat again, 92 and 93, Brisbane had the wood over the Dragons. They just couldn't do it. In 93, Dragons had beaten Brisbane three times before the grand final to go down by eight points. Now, this, this last G Storm played Penrith. And if the way things are trajecting just at the moment, it possibly could be a Storm and Penrith grand final. And you'd have to think, based on the numbers and based on everything, that could Storm have the wood on Penrith and go back-to-back, just like those other teams back from 1954. Well, there you have it. The Albie Files. Yeah, I like your work, Albie. You're coming up with a different theme each week. And I put the challenge out to you a few weeks ago, and you came up with some numbers and stuff. I thought, you're not going to do this every week. But sure enough, you've come up with something, a theme each and every week. What are you going to have for us for next Sunday? Next Sunday, we're going to really delve into history between 49 and 71 and talk about St. George and South Sydney. And it's going to take a few minutes, but we're going to try and put together a top 17 from those incredible sides that played in every single grand Mm. final between them 
from 49 to 71. See, uh, Albie is an historian as well. So I was only born in 1970, so I won't know much about that, although I do know, obviously, the Dragons and, and Bunnies, they were... They were the dominant teams. And so Melbourne Storm were on 19. If they beat the Eels this week, that's 20 straight wins. Now, that would equal, would it not, St. George Dragons. Of what year did they put 20 back-to-back? 1959, they went undefeated right uh, right throughout the whole competition. So let's not forget there was only eight sides, I think, in in 1959. So there wasn't as many games. But they went undefeated throughout the whole year. I mean, the, the opportunity for the Storm to take on Parramatta and beat them and, and beat the Sydney Roos- uh, the Eastern Suburbs Roosters as their 1975 record is nothing short of amazing. And the fact that they've done it without the three amigos is, is even more amazing, which just goes to show that you can get players from wherever it is. It doesn't matter whether they're from the Brisbane competition or, or, or the New South Wales competition, and they form together and create a side. It's just something, something magical that's happening in Melbourne at the moment. All right, Albie, thanks, mate. Hey, you uh, last week, you uh, you said you were going to get me a case of that Henson Park Ale or, or lager. Any luck there? Yeah, it's on its way. It will be there this week. <laughs> Good man. Well, in that case... Thanks to, thanks to the great boys of Filter. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, in that case, I do look forward to talking to you again next week, Albie, because there, there were uh, whispers going around that should that case of Henson Park Lager not eventuate or materialise, you might not be part of the, the show anymore. Um, oh, but... That won't be a problem. I, <laughs> I've spoken to the great people at Filter, uh, second mention there, by the way, and they've said that they'll look after you, and I have made it specifically to Chris Warren. So be very careful. If you're not there and it comes, they'll probably just put it into glasses, walk away and take it in like I used to do in the old days. Oh, well, no, and in here, because Finchie comes in, uh, you've got... Um... You've got who else we've got coming in? Oh, like Sugar, Jimmy, Fletcher. Spud likes Never get into a shout with Brian Fletcher, honestly. Yeah, that too. No? Okay. Well, I better make sure it's, it's it's got my name all over it. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it, Albie. We'll talk again next week. Have a great afternoon. Great stuff. There is Albie Tellerico. And what do you think? Uh, has Melbourne Storm got the wood on Penrith? Hey, that's what Albie is suggesting with that piece there. I don't know so much. I mean, Melbourne, um, they aren't firing perhaps like they were, albeit they're still on a winning run. And you get the feeling that the Panthers, they've got another couple of gears, don't you? Um, stick around. We've got loads more coming up on NRL Match Day. Um, time flies when you're having fun. I hope you're enjoying your Sunday afternoon. I'm going to chat to uh, young Parramatta winger Hayes Dunster in the next hour. So uh, stick around. We'll do that next. And great to have you tuning in. It's uh, just after one o'clock. We're here until three. Keep those texts coming through, by the way. Uh, 0457 736 736. That is the text line. And uh, we're throwing out there the question, what's your favourite rugby league ground? Anywhere on the planet, your favourite rugby league ground. Could be an old suburban ground. Could be one of the new fangdangled grounds. I mean, Bankwest Stadium. Is there is there anywhere you'd rather watch a game of footy than Bankwest? I mean, in terms of the facilities mm. and, and what you get there. Uh, you might prefer the old uh, the old fashioned grounds. You might prefer the Leichhardt Ovals. You know, Manly fans, you must love Brookie. But I tell you what, Brookie's oh. not such a nice place to go if it's pouring rain, is it? Um, with their rather explo- exposed to the elements, rather <laughs> one might say, has spoken like a true mm. um, Northern Beaches boy, but we're rather exposed to the elements. Yes, there on that <laughs> eastern hill. Um, but of course, it's going under undergoing a bit of a, a mm. revamp, which I think should be due for for next season, mm. uh, at least at the the um, 
northern end of the ground where that development <laughs> is starting to, to take shape. Well, much sort needed. Of. Much needed. So what's your favourite ground? 0457-736-736. Or you might have anything you'd like to talk about. If you want to jump on the open line, I'm sure we can find space for you. I'm going to listen to a few of the coaches from yesterday's uh, matches as well very shortly, and we'll run through that. But if you do pick up the uh, the dog and bone and give us an Al Capone, and um, we will take your call. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy is that number, right? Oh well, let's start with yesterday's the the late game, the Eels and the Cowboys thirty two sixteen Parramatta one. So that's ten straight losses now for the Cowboys. It ends a four game losing streak for Parramatta. Six tries to three. It was in the end. It was an ugly game. Parramatta made a lot of errors. They really did, but still they came away uh, with the points. Mitchell Moses was really good. Three try assists for him and a really, really good kicking game. His running game was probably the best we've seen from uh, him all year. Mike Acevo went off with an injury, a knee injury. Serious, we think. We're not sure he will play again this season. Let's hear from Eels coach Brad Arthur. We had one job tonight, and that was to win a game of footy. Um, it's very hard when you've lost four in a row. And the form that we've pl- now we've been in to come and execute your plan and, and get it right straight away. Um, thought we tried hard. We, you know, two things that we wanted from the boys was a bit more energy um, and to be, you know, more aggressive with our, our line speed and our defence. And we we got that, um, and that was the reason why we got the win. You must have been proud of your senior players. You said before the game that you wanted them to stand up. Moses was great. Gutho was. was yeah, they were really good. You know, look, it's. It's it's hard when you you're on the on the back foot and you're losing lost four in a row and the pressure around the team and you know, the expectations. So to come out there and um, and get it everything right, we didn't, but we got the job done. And, and those guys um, kept their calm and composure. And you know, and I thought that was you know Mitchie's best running game for a long time. And that's you know what we need need from me moving forward. How important is that for for Mitchell? Just getting that confidence, I guess, not just in his play but in his body as well and stuff like that yeah it's really important for him and um, you know we talked during the week that we need our halves touching the ball more and you know especially when we get in a good ball we want them um, living on the footy and they're the ones that are responsible for setting up tries or um, you know coming up with the big plays so we need them touching the ball more you still just a little bit disappointed in the way the Cowboys were able kind of to keep it alive there until probably 10 to go yeah you know I think it was might have been 26-6 and you know we had a really good set out of red zone roll in the 70 metres and we just flicked a pass out the back but again I think that's just we're trying hard you know we felt like we had a bit of momentum we're trying to make every play um, every play happen instead of just building being patient and then from there we didn't touch the ball for the for the next couple of sets and they, they scored back-to-back tries. Well, there is Parramatta coach Brad Arthur winning Parramatta coach Brad Arthur. Wasn't it good to hear click go the shears boys last night? I haven't heard that for a while. And uh, yeah, it was clunky, was messy. Um, Describe it any way you will. It was an ugly win against a team they were expected to beat. So 32-16, a lot of room for improvement, but at least they're they're back to winning ways. And that will do um, enormous things for their confidence, you would think, uh, ahead of uh, their big game next weekend. The Eels, they take on Melbourne Storm. Um, so there you go. The other game, two o'clock game today, by the way, Dragons and uh, Roosters. That's being played in Toowoomba. Now, does anyone know much of it? We're talking about grounds and favourite old rugby league grounds or favourite footy ovals or grounds. Clive Burkhofer Stadium 
Does anyone know much about Clive Burkhofer Stadium? Does anyone know who Clive Burkhofer is or was? Because I put my hand up, I've got no idea. Maybe I should, but history was never my strong point at school. Listeners, 0457 736 736. The mad Russian's really intelligent, right? And he likes to show us all how clever he is. So go on, here's another chance for you to come on stage and let our listeners know just how knowledgeable you are for a 23-year-old. Or I'm just proficient with Google. Okay, Clive John Berghofer was an Australian, well, still is, an Australian property developer, politician, and philanthropist. Uh. He's a member of Queensland's legislative legislative assembly, alderman, and mayor of Toowoomba. He's the mayor of Toowoomba. He was the mayor of Toowoomba, no longer. Did he name the stadium after himself whilst he was mayor? I haven't got that much information, but Mm. um, he's... Described in a few articles here is a, a rags to riches story. I, I like that. The philanthropist. Mm. Do you like that word, philanthropist? philanthropist. So that's basically mm. people that will love shit, a, a lot of money. <laughs> Give it away. Exactly a right. Ph- philanthropy. <laughs> I'd like to be involved in th- th- philanthropy. I'd love to be involved in philanthropy. <laughs> yeah, you've done me there. Very Easy well for done. you to say. Very well done. Philanthropy. Yeah, I'd, love to, I'd love to have enough. Dosh to be a philanthropist. Okay, so that's what Clive is uh, and was the mayor of of Toowoomba. Toowoomba. There you go. All right, so. Changes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry. you. That's that's what I was asking. Oh, team changes. Oh, I wanted to talk about Clive Clive. (laughs) Burkhofer. What a name. Burkhofer. Clive Burkhofer Stadium, Toowoomba. Dragons 1 to 17 if you want team changes. Roosters. Now, Roosters fans, can you give me a call, please? Any Roosters fans tuning in, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Just pick up the phone. I'll, I'll answer it myself. I won't even go through the receptionist. One three hundred oh. Is she in? By the way, no. I'm on phones today. As Where's well. Nancy? Uh, not a year. Well, again, no, yeah. How many She's weeks in a row is she hopeless. called in sick on a Sunday? Hopeless. And still in on the books. Cowboy Dan, I now appreciate how much hard work goes into this Sunday show. But hang on, hang having on. to do phones and the panel, it's very difficult. This is my 21st Sunday afternoon mm. show. You haven't seen Nancy yet. Nancy still hasn't turned up. <laughs> and I get all this working from home stuff, right? I get I get it. Yeah. But where the hell's Nancy? Yeah, well. Can't yeah. She, shouldn't she be taking the calls remotely and sending them through? Well, that's not a bad idea. You know where Nancy is, eh? It'd be a bit more cost. You know where she is? In Melbourne. No. I reckon Centennial Park having a picnic. Every Sunday. If anyone sees Nancy, can mm. you just let her know she has she is getting paid by SEN mm. and we would like to see her at least one NRL match day before the finals. Mm. Um, okay. Uh, Dragons 1-17. to 17. Roosters fans. Any Roosters fans out there? Now, Lockie Lamb has come into the team wearing the 14, so he'll start at halfback with Drew Hutchinson in the halves. But why is Sam Walker on the bench? Can Have I been living under a rock? Is this something that's been happening in recent weeks? Why is Sam Walker coming off the bench for the Roosters? Roosters fans, anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Anyone? Pick up the phone and give me a call. Let me know if I've missed something there. Other than that, no problems. You got anything over there to offer? No. uh, Rested. I'm only getting Twitter theories here, so that's not very helpful. No, it's not. Sam Walker, why why is he coming off the bench? Your normal first choice, number seven. Mm. If he's injured, he's injured. He doesn't play. Um, don't know. Seems a bit strange to me, but I, I might be missing the point. 
our listeners are our best researchers. Uh, 0457 736 736. West Tigers fans, how are you feeling? How are you feeling today? So it is now confirmed after yesterday's 50 points to 20 drubbing by Cronulla Sharks, nine tries to four, that you cannot make the finals. Ten years in a row, West Tigers fan, you've gone awfully quiet on me. Get in touch. Give me a call. How are you feeling? What needs to happen at your club, if anything, going forward? Let's hear from Michael Maguire. We knew exactly what we were coming to, and um, we didn't uh, didn't get the job done. Oh, really disappointing, to be honest. Um, you know, we scored an easy try at the start. Well, I shouldn't say easy. We scored a try at the start. Um, and our mentality around that, you know, following that, you know, we try and offload, we, we get lucky, and then we have another offload and we get an error. It tells you a little bit about sort of just where we're at mentality-wise, you know, and did they think it was going to be easy, hard? I'm not quite sure, but uh, it was obviously not the performance we definitely came here to uh, to put on, that's for sure. It was one that um, there's a lot of talk about, you know, winning this match to progress through to the finals. Was there too much pressure on the build-up, do you think? No, not at all. Well, that's what you've got to handle when you play at this level. Uh, yeah, we've got a number of players there that, you know, at times throughout the game just ebbed and flowed and, you know, they, they needed to get the job done. It was really simple as that. Uh, the ruck was too quick, line speed, you know, was non-existent at times. Uh, we put ourselves on the back foot, but we could have fixed that very easily, but we needed to take control of the game. Came very close to doing that in the, you know... In the late stages there, and then it just sort of dropped off again, didn't it? Yeah, we, we put too much, um, well, we had to, too much pressure on ourselves in the first half. Uh, look, the amount of drop ball and the errors, and look, you know, they were, they were probably going the same way, to be honest, and they were the ones that got a hold of the game. Uh, you know, the leaders there that, of their team, you know, probably got a hold of things, and we needed to be better in that department, you know. Yeah, uh, Michael Maguire there. So uh, if you've been watching that uh, that documentary, Tales from Tigertown, I don't know uh, if they've filmed, well, they wouldn't have filmed the, the concluding episodes, but the tale now reads, uh, once again, failed to make the playoffs. I don't think that surprises too many people, given their form this year. Uh, so we put a line through West Tigers in terms of ability to make the NRL finals, we've still got Newcastle, Cronulla, Gold Coast Titans, Canberra, St. George, Illawarra, and the Warriors uh, fighting to uh, take up those two remaining places in the top eight. I think we can pretty much give Newcastle one of them. They're on mm. 24 points now with a four-point break on Cronulla Sharks. However, Newcastle have an abysmal for and against. Hard to believe, really, isn't mm. it, that a team can make the finals when they've got a for and against column, minus 131. And the team above them, Parramatta, a plus 131. Mm. Fair gap, isn't there, between the uh, the top six and the rest? And we sort of knew that from midway through, uh, through the season. Uh, this game coming up between the Dragons and uh, the Roosters, uh, given Manly's victory, uh, what this means, I think, Roosters really need to win all three of their games beginning today against the Dragons, then beat South Sydney, then beat the Raiders if they want to finish in the top four and get a second bite at the cherry. Because I think you can safely assume uh, Manly, who are also on 30 points with the Roosters in fourth position, 
they probably should win their remaining two games against Canterbury and the Cowboys. And Manly has a far superior for and against. So Roosters need three from three if, if indeed, they want to finish in the top four. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't want to finish fourth and take on Melbourne in week one of the finals. All right, Newcastle Knights, as I say, they have um, all but assured themselves a place in the finals. 22-16 win over the Bulldogs. Let's hear from Adam O'Brien. Yeah, it was two points. Um, uh, Yeah, we certainly... um, I thought we tried really hard. I was really happy with our first half. Obviously, our completions... Uh, I think we were about 89 or 90 percent or something like that. Um, I mean, I thought we showed a lot of patience. There wasn't a lot of ruck speed there, so I thought we showed really good patience. We didn't get too frustrated. I thought the second half we just forced it too much. We were too sideways in good ball, um, really clunky in good ball. We've got some work to do, no doubt, to fix up some attack. But we've got the guys in the room now that um, you know I believe in. We've got the coaching staff there that can. Get us on track during the week. That's what training's for. And um, I've spoken a lot about the spine not being together, but we've been together for a couple of weeks now. So that's something that I want to see improved. Knights coach Adam O'Brien. Rift, what rift? No rift to be seen there. 22-16 win over the Bulldogs and the Knights all but assured a place in the finals. Uh, next up for them, they've got the Titans and the Broncos. Newcastle fans, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about your chances when we do get to finals time? Will you uh, be a threat to any of the big guns? Let me know. 0457 736 736 is the text line. If you want to jump on the phone, you can. one 1170 Up next, the Profits Guru. Got to be one of my favourite parts of the program, this section, because I love that tune. Do you love the tune, Mad? I'm a big fan. Hoodoo yeah. Gurus. Hoodoo Gurus. Good tune, isn't it? Play it. We should play it more often, I think, out of, in and out of every break. Uh, the reason we play the Hoodoo Gurus theme song, That's My Team, is because we are about to talk to the NRL Profits Guru. You like what we've done there? You like the link? You see where I'm going? And uh, he, he writes all his stuff at a very good website, beforeyoubet.com.au, beforeyoubet.com.au, and uh, be sure to gamble responsibly. Guru, come in. How are you, mate? Yeah, well, thanks, Chris, mate. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure, mate. Always a pleasure. Uh, let's uh, let's go back to uh, game one from round 23, shall we? And then we'll look ahead to today's uh, two games, uh, the first of which will kick off in about 35 minutes or so between the Dragons and the Roosters. Melbourne Storm made it 19 on the trot. Uh, they came back from 10-0 down. Um, big performance by Cameron Munster. Yeah, credit to the to the Storm. They now equal the 1975 Roosters team and they'll go to break the record next week uh, in their match against the Eels. Look, as has been their case all, the, all, all season for the Titans, they started well, but they couldn't maintain an 80-minute effort. 
Melbourne scored four tries in the second half. They had more possession in the game, a slightly better completion rate, but they made 9.7 metres per carry and nine line breaks. So in the same, in equal measure, the Titans, they had only four line breaks and missed 36 tackles while having 12 errors. So it just kind of goes to show that the Titans aren't up to competing with the top sides. And I guess that loss now knocks them temporarily out of the top eight. So it could come at a cost for them. Yeah, they're equal with the Sharks on 20 competition points, equal with the Raiders on 20 competition points uh, in ninth position uh, with a for and against of minus 46. Um, Okay, and their final two games, the Titans are against the Knights next week, which is a a huge game, and then the Warriors. Do the Titans make the eight, Guru? No. Okay. I am probably leaning with you on that one. All right, Raiders v. Sea Eagles and uh, crazy finish to this game. Uh, we talk about a number of halves or five eights having big games in round 23. Daly, Cherry Evans, uh, he was pretty special, wasn't he? Yeah, he was at his best, DCE, especially in the absence of uh, Tom Trebojevic as well. So they, they overcame a 12-0 half-time de- deficit. Canberra okay, but something's still missing each week for them. They face another uphill battle to make the eight. They did the little things right, Canberra. They completed it 81% compared to the Seagulls 79%. Possession was just about evenly split, but Manly made five line breaks compared to Canberra's three. And I think where the game was lost for the Raiders, they missed 51 tackles. So it just goes to show that they're another side that isn't uh, capable of putting together an 80-minute effort. If Munster and DCE were good, well, so too was Nathan Cleary. Down by 12, 25 unanswered points, beating the Rabbitohs, ending their uh, 10-match winning streak. Yeah, Cleary was outstanding. I've said week after week that he's the key to the Panthers. No Nathan Cleary uh, in this game, and I think it's uh, a victory to the Rabbitohs. So the Panthers were good in overcoming a a 12-0 deficit. I do think the momentum was uh, impacted in this game by some of the calls, but South still didn't uh, do themselves any favours with a 74% completion rate. Each side averaged 8.2 metres per carry, so it was quite close, and only two line breaks to the Panthers, while three to the Rabbitohs. Missed tackle 31 for the Panthers, 32 for the Rabbitohs. And the Rabbitohs made 11 errors compared to the Panthers' seven. I think South will be better from that game. Um, they're probably, I think it's certain that they'll face the Panthers in week one of the finals. And, geez, I can't wait for that game. I think each side will be, it'll even be closer there. I don't think the 13-plus margin was a true test to how tight the game was um, and how good South you know, were in competing with the Panthers. They just can't afford to switch off. They, they have a little period in a game where they switch off and it costs them. And a team like the Panthers will, will jump on that opportunity. Talking to the Profits Guru before you bet.com.au for all this information. We'll look at all the matches played already and the two to come this afternoon. Just still on that uh, panthers Rabbitohs match and uh, the Rabbitohs were on the end of an 11-2 Penalty count. I've got a text uh, coming in here. Ian of Woiwoi, uh, he says, as soon as it was public knowledge that Souths were always winning the penalty counts, they get a whopping penalty count against them, hiding 11-2. to two. Well, I'm not quite sure that's why it happened that way. I didn't watch that game closely because I was actually on air at the time. Of those 11 penalties that South Sydney conceded, Guru, were, were they all pretty much legit? Uh, look, speaking through, look, I, I don't think so. I think there were some, some calls in the game which probably um, could have gone either way. 
down on the referee's interpretation. So that's why I, I said the momentum was impacted. I, I, I really don't want to blame the referee for a result. I think that's a, a poor avenue to go down. So uh, and when, when those decisions were made, it did impact South Sydney's momentum in that match, definitely. All right. The Sharks thump West Tigers 50 points to 20. Tigers out of finals contention. The Sharks are currently in eighth position on 20 points with a minus 32. Do they make the finals? I think they will, the Sharks, now. Um, it was a much-needed win yesterday, 50-20 to 20 over the Tigers. Uh, the Tigers, look, as you said, their season ends. There's still a mathematical chance, but I think you can get the red pen out and put a line straight through them. You probably could have done that uh, five or so weeks ago. So it was a much-needed win for the Sharks, though, in their attack, because previously they'd struggled to score over 20 points in the past two weeks without Sean Johnson. So the fact that they got a bit of confidence back um, uh, yesterday with their win will mean the world to them. I think it's even better that they, they only led the Tigers 16-4 at half time. So the fact that they came out and kicked clear is a good good confidence booster for them. The Tigers, well, they've only got themselves to blame. They completed at 67%, missed 38 tackles, allowed 10 line breaks to the Sharks. The Sharks still have their their um, faults. They they had 15 errors and only completed 70% while missing 39 tackles. But at the end of the day, the Tigers allowed the Sharks to average 11 metres per carry. That's ridiculous, and the team's never going to win if they allow their opponents that much. Knights 22, Bulldogs 16. Knights all but a shorter place in the finals. They'll probably play Parramatta week one of the finals. Do you think they'd beat the Eels? Jeez, uh, this far out, I'm not sure. I want to see what each team delivers in the next uh, few weeks. If I had to make a call right now um, on the form of, of yesterday of both sides, I say no. I was actually quite disappointed in the Knights. For the mm. third week in a row, they've promised a 13-plus victory, and they haven't been able to deliver it. I mean, they've allowed the Bulldogs to, to score 16 points to begin with, but they only scored 22 themselves. So I'm actually quite unconvinced by the Knights, and they've actually got a worse... Uh, points difference than the five teams below them on the ladder, including the Warriors. So it's there's a lot left to be desired from them. They, their attack wasn't as good as it should be. They only had four line breaks. Um, they, they only missed 11 tackles, so that's a good thing. But I think that maybe says more about the Bulldogs' attack than it does the Knights' defensive structure. So I, I actually think they're, they're probably masking their... Well, they're not reaching their, their true ability at the moment, the Knights. So, yeah, somewhat disappointed by them. But, as you said, they're going to play finals. So, it's a whole different ball game once that starts. Eels 32, Cowboys 16. Eels um, also pretty clunky. Yeah, they were. 32 to 16, as you said. But it was it was unconvincing. But it got the job done, much like the Knights. They're assured to play finals. They've got two really tough games coming up against uh, the Storm and the Panthers. So we'll know more where they're at. But I guess that wins a good thing for their confidence. Um, they they did a few things right in that game. They averaged nine point, uh, 8.9 metres per carry, but they allowed the Cowboys only 7.9 metres. So that's that's a positive for them. They only had 25 missed tackles, but they'll, they'll definitely want to improve upon their 15 errors because if they make them in the next few weeks, they're going to be made to pay for their mistakes. Today, the Dragons uh, take on the Roosters. Uh, I think the Roosters need to win all three to uh, be guaranteed a, a place in the top four. Um, and they're starting Sam Walker off the bench. Um, you got any reason, any understanding why they're doing that? 
No, look, the only thing I could think of, and I was actually quite taken aback, is maybe they want to reduce his um, defensive load uh, in the run into the finals. So it's a game that they should win um, rather than having him out there in the opening stages of the game where it could be quite brutal. They're just, you know, taking their foot off the gas a little bit there and maybe Lamb will then move into to hooker. I'm not too sure. It, it is definitely surprising. And Dragons, we should point out, they are still mathematically a chance of making the uh, the eight themselves after today's Roosters game. They've got the Cowboys and then the Bunnies to wrap up the regular season. Final game today, round 23, Broncos against the Warriors. Warriors also a mathematical chance of making the eight. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm looking forward to both these games this afternoon, actually. The Broncos are $2.05 outsiders. Warriors are $1.77 favourites. These two sides have won 19 apiece each time they've played and one draw in between. So I think it'll be quite tight. Six out of the past 10 matches have been decided by 12 points or less. The Broncos, four of their five victories this year have actually come at some Suncorp Stadium. Anthony Milford's back at 5'8", and uh, news coming in is uh, Jake Turfman's going to play hooker. I think that's a really uh, a good thing for the Broncos. I think it's a boost for their attack and their spine. The concern for the Warriors is that they've only scored over 20 points twice in the past nine matches. My confidence, as with all Warriors games, is quite low in picking a winner. I, I landed on the Warriors 1-12 to 12 earlier in the week, but I'm, I'm, slightly, I'm slightly leaning back towards the Broncos with Turpin and Hooker. Um, I think daytime football for them up at Suncorp Stadium, it's a really good opportunity to get their, their win. And I just kind of think it's a side like the Warriors might crumble a little bit if the pressure's on and they know that they're playing for their season and, you know, the door kind of shut. So a really good opportunity for the Broncos here. Um, 1-12, to 12, they're $3.50. But if you're like me and you're unsure, you can go either team to win by 1-12 to 12 points, and that's about $1.60. Something to throw into the multiples there. All right, mate. I appreciate you jumping on the line, and uh, we'll do it again next Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, mate. You too, Chris. There is the NRL Profits Guru. All that information, again, at beforeyoubet.com.au, and please gamble responsibly. Stick around, particularly Parramatta fans. Up next is uh, your young winger, winger, Hayes Dunster. Well, Parramatta, they have been going through a wretched run, haven't they? They had lost four on the bounce, and uh, yes, they are confirmed for the finals, but it's not the sort of form that you want to go into the finals with. But last night, they got back into the winner's circle. Uh, it was a bit clunky. It was a bit messy, but they got the two points. And you would have heard from Brad Arthur when we played um, him from the press conference earlier. He wanted a couple of things. He wanted uh, a bit more aggression and urgency in defence and a bit more hunger about what they were doing. I think you saw that last night. Yeah, they made a few errors, but I think that uh, that energy uh, was back there in the blue and gold. One young player who uh, who I love watching and I haven't seen a lot of, but I have the last uh, last few weeks, is uh, their right side winger, Hayes Dunster. He's a 22-year-old, uh, originally from Rotorua. He's come through the, uh, the Parramatta ranks, uh, through the development squads, and also through Wenty Magpies. Hayes joins us on the line. Good afternoon, Hayes. How are you, mate? Good, thank you. How are you? Mate, I'm well. Uh, thanks for, for giving us a bit of your time. Uh, are you, have you got a day off today or you've got rehab or have you already done that? Uh, yeah, we've already done our recovery. So we um, went down to the beach this morning and had our massages and yeah. we're chilling out for the rest of the day. Oh, nice. What beach was it? Uh, just the one out on the surfers in front of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, good, good, yeah. good. So it must be good now that the, the restrictions have eased up there and you're, you're able to get out and about like a, a normal person. Yeah, yeah, no, it's very good. We're very grateful to be up here and... Um, you know, especially everyone uh, in Sydney doing it tough. So, yeah, we're yeah, really yeah. thankful. And... 
What's, Happy to be able to do that. What's the weather like up there on the Gold Coast? And what's the water temperature? Do you go for a dip? <laughs> yeah, we went for a dip. It was nice. It's like 24 degrees at the moment, so yeah. nice and sunny. Oh, gorgeous. It's a nice day in Sydney here too, mate. I went for a dip myself this morning and uh, it was a lot, I can assure you, a lot chillier than, than what you've probably got up there on the Gold Coast. Mate, hey, great win last night. A good performance too. Um, and I've got to say, I was calling that game... And that was just magic down that right touch line, and you put that kick back, that banana kick. Is that is that where, what you expected to happen? To, to bounce straight into the the waiting arms of Gutho? <laughs> no. So when I got that um, pass off Mitchie, I just heard a lot of um, numbers back inside, and could mm. sort of see a few of the boys back inside. So. Just sort of kicked it and paid for the best, and yeah, luckily got a good bounce for for Gutsy. Well, you need a bit of luck, don't you? You need a bit of luck, and, and yeah, yeah. You, but you've got to, you've got to put yourself in the position and back your ability. And it was a really, really nice try. Uh, Mitch Moses, you touched on him. That was a lovely ball uh, across yeah. uh, on that occasion to to you. He, I think, three or three or four try assists. His running game was was um, really good last night. I thought. Yeah, yeah, no. Mitch always says uh, once the halves back themselves and choose the run first, and um, everything else will sort of unfold for them, and I think he showed that last night. Yeah, and what's Brad been saying? Uh, you know, the last few weeks, I guess it's been pretty difficult um, for all of you to, to remain positive. Now that yeah. you've got the win, though, I mean, that, that, that must be a really good thing, and uh, you've got a couple of tough weeks ahead for you. Yeah, no, it was really good to get back in the winner's circle, but yeah, as you said, there's... Uh, so a few areas to improve on and we'll definitely be looking to, to um, get better at those. And um, But yeah, for now, we're just enjoying the win and enjoying each other's company and, um, you know, hopefully can go all the way. Well, you know, you're in the finals and, and you know, I know it's a bit of a cliche and everyone says it. Well, once you're in there, it's a whole new ball game. So that's, I guess yeah. that's the way you've got to look at it. You know, it's a new competition um, and we haven't been at our best in recent weeks, but you can, you know, it's a good way to go into the finals, I reckon. Uh, against yeah. Melbourne and Penrith. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a good um, good test for us. You know, two quality teams, but um, yeah, if, if we go good against them too, then um, I think it'll definitely uh, lead us up, uh, set us up pretty nicely towards the finals. I know you never like you know, talking and making excuses, but and, and, and every team's got injured players. Um, a couple of players you've got out, though, Reid Marnie and Regan Campbell-Gillard. I, I think it's pretty obvious that... Um, that you are missing those two. Yeah, them, them two boys are big key um, players for us. But, um, you know, we've got faith in our, our squad and um, whoever takes up their positions, um, we back them all the way to mm. so do the job. Talking of injuries, mate, have you had a chance to chat to Micah um, and any, any update on his injury? Uh, I think he's gone for scans today, so I haven't heard from him yet. But um, mm. fingers crossed it isn't too bad. So, yeah. yeah. Didn't look good, did it? I saw uh, when he went off no. and, and the first person to come and, and console him and put his arm around him was uh, Blake Ferguson in that tunnel. Yeah. So I, I guess Fergo's, uh, Fergo's ready to make a comeback anyway. Yeah, yeah. Fer- yeah, Ferg's a real good fast wingers. He brings a lot of experience and um, just shows that he, how much he cares for all of us. Yeah, yeah. So you're only, what this is, you made your debut last year. I want to talk about your debut in a minute if we can. But in terms of um, growing up, and, and do you sort of model your game on anyone? Is there anyone you looked up to, other wingers, that you thought, yeah, that's the sort of style I want to follow? Uh, as I was younger, I used to always watch a lot of Roger Torvastasek highlights, especially as on that right wing. So, um, yeah, I tried to model it off him, but I don't think anyone can um, imitate his, his left foot he's got. 
No, he's <laughs> something special, isn't he? So your yeah. your story, Hayes, take me through that then. When did you move over to Sydney? Were you only a youngster? Yeah, I was probably like six or seven. Yeah. Uh, we came up here for, for Dad's work. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, so I just grew up around the Parramatta area, like around Tingabi. Yeah, yeah, I know and, it very um, well, mate. I, I grew up yeah. uh, I grew up about a, two k's away from there, a place called North Mead. So I know the area. Oh yeah, yeah, very, very well, Tungabi. Um, okay, and then you went through the the local system with with Wenny Magpies, and their season was canned, wasn't it? Pretty much last year. So there must have been a, yeah. a fair patch of time where you weren't playing much football last year. No, yeah, last year was pretty much just all training sessions. Um, we had um, Ryan Carr, our cup coach, just. Um, running training sessions for the boys that went playing and sort of trying to get it as close as to a game. But, um, yeah, that was pretty much all we were doing throughout the year. Yeah, yeah, difficult. You made your debut last year. I think you just played that one game last year and it was in the finals. Tell, tell us about that because it was a, a pretty strange selection. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty crazy. I remember um, that week, I was I think I was like 20, under 21 man squad, so I wasn't really... Um, expecting anything, I was just going to have a crazy um, morning and stuff on the game day, and then go down and watch the boys. And then um, that morning, I got a call from Brad, and I was sort of looking forward to sleeping. And I was like, "Who's this calling me?" So I checked the, mm. yeah, seeing Brad's name pop up, so I answered it. And then he asked what I got up to the night before. I said to just watch the movie, and you know, um, went to bed. And he um, asked if I was ready to play that day or like um, today, like as in the finals. He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> Like, oh, um, yeah, yeah, I guess. And then, uh, um, yeah, he said that I was going to be making my debut um, for uh, as uh, Michael had that stuff going on. And, yeah, yeah it was pretty crazy times. I just remember a whole lot of emotions coming to me and um, had to tell everyone. And, yeah, it was a big, big, crazy day, but it was um, yeah, a very memorable moment. Wow. So you made your debut in the NRL finals and were told that morning of the game that, hey, you're playing. That is that yeah. is really crazy, man. Lucky you didn't have, or you might have had a late night and didn't tell Brad Arthur. Was it a late? <laughs> was it a long movie you'd watched the night before? Uh, no, it finished around twelve, so I went to bed around then. But yeah, uh, yeah. Well, lucky you yeah, hadn't been out to the disco or something, or misbehaving. <laughs> nah. uh, boys don't do that. <laughs> anyway, well, that's mate. You've got a really bright future ahead of you, and it's great to talk to you. Another another young player who I'm really impressed with, and I've only seen him a couple of times as well. And he's just inside you as Will Penasini. He's something special, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. There's lots of refs on Will. Um, I got to play a bit of cup games with him at the start of the year. And like for his age, he's just got such a um, leveled head, and you know, already he's very strong, mm. strong boy, old Will. But yeah, he's, he can um, flip the game on its head um, when he wants to. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a quality player, mate. Um, can I ask you a, a bit of a personal question? Yep. <laughs> okay, be careful. Your your name, <laughs> I, I love your name. Um, do you know the origins behind Hayes? I've never met a Hayes before. Um, uh, I remember asking my mum one time a while yeah. ago. And I'm pretty sure she just one of our my older cousins was named Hayes, and she yeah. liked the name of it, and yeah, just decided to go with Hayes. Fair enough. <laughs> she didn't say some. Well, yeah. it's, it's all a Hayes. I don't know. Well, I love your name. <laughs> I love your name. And I was having right. a joke. I was having a joke last night actually. Um, what if Hayes Dunster was poached by Melbourne, and then it was a long ball from Munster to Dunster? 
Or, and then, so, <laughs> then someone dropped me a text saying, no, I think it'd be better that if Munster came to Parramatta and then it was Munster, <laughs> Munster to Dunster. Mate, thanks for jumping on the line, Hayes. Good to talk to you. And, and now that I know you, I'll, I'll be watching you with even more interest. Uh, you've got a couple of tough weeks ahead, so knuckle down. Anything's possible. You're up against Melbourne, then Penrith, then the, uh, then the finals. So once that yeah. all begins, who knows what might happen this year? Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate the time and thank you for having me on. Um, My pleasure, mate. My pleasure. Lovely young man and and really enjoyed talking to you. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Cheers, you too. There he is, Hayes Dunster. Hayes Dunster. Great name, isn't it? Hayes Dunster. What if you could be named anything, Mad Russian? Do you like your name? What is your name, by the way? Alex. Alexis. Is it Alexis or Alex? (laughs) Just Alex. Just Alex. Alex Molchanovsky. Well, they figured. What's your middle name? I don't have one. See, I'm Alexander. I'm, I'm Ale- no, no, no. So I'm Alexander. So the parents figured. Oh, so you're Alexander. You're not I'm Alex. Alexander. That the parents figured Alexander Molchanov was, That's enough uh, syllables. was long enough. <laughs> oh, do you feel like left out? Oh, it's great. Everyone's it's, got a middle nah, name. No, nah, no, it's one less I have to worry about. I Everyone's got it. a middle name. You're the only person I know without a middle name. I, I think you'd be surprised. True. Ask around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe it's a Gen Y. What are you? Are you Gen? What do you call yourself? Oh, I'm. After Gen Y, oh, on the next. What am I? Zoomers. What am I? Gen Y, Gen X, Gen X. Don't know. Yeah, you're not a boomer, are you? I'm not that old. I'm almost fifty, I think. No, nah, not a boomer. Got to be a bit older. Than How old are boomers? Sixties uh, down. Yeah, I no, think. not one of them. Not one. Of Nothing them. wrong with boomers. No, I didn't say there was. Um, Dean is my <laughs> middle name. Dean. Dean. Chris. Not that Dean. you asked. No, no, no. Well, Chris, see, Chris, I don't have him, so, you know. Christopher Dean. Christopher. <laughs> Should have been an ice skater. Yeah, yeah that's... Uh, Do you remember him? Christopher Dean. Jane Torval? No. Christopher Dean? No, straight you don't see, Oh, yeah, God. I forget that I am twice your age. Nice young man, Hayes Dunster. Uh, tell you it? what you talked about, Will Penasini. Penasini, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, called a game with him playing for Wentworthville. Yes. Last week, um, before the season was cancelled this year. Yeah, right. He is a... Massive human being. He big boys. He's he? a solidly built boy. He's quick. He, and powerful. He's quick and he he looked like an NRL player. Who was telling the, me in the Ron Massey Cup? I can tell you that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was telling Different me last class. night? Good mates, I think, and grew up with or play with Joseph Suwali mm. and Penasini. Imagine that as an edge. Two. Big boys for their age. Yeah. But uh, uh, Hayes Dunster, good yeah. good young fella, isn't he? Good From Rotorua. Have you ever been there? No. Haven't been over oh, the ditch. place to... stinks. Well, you left that out when you were talking to, I to Hayes. I was say that. No, it, it, literally, it, it smells really bad. Ooh. It's because of all the sulfur and the, oh, of the, course the, the geysers uh, or whatever you the call geysers. it. The geysers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting there. place, though. Oh. Interesting place. Beautiful place. All right. Well, enough jibber from us. Gee, we talked some meaningless. Right? We still haven't found out why Sam Walker is starting on the bench. I, w- I would have thought um, one of the Roosters fans, if not even our normal panel up, or someone might know why they're opting to start Sam Walker off the bench. Uh, the Reptiles are in touch with us. Good afternoon, Reptile. I'm glad you're with us. Um, afternoon, Chris. He says, I think Roosters have put up a good fight this year, but they're gone. Um, who's the Reptile go for? You know? He's a South supporter. Is he? All right. Uh, I absolutely hate, by the way, the way the Knights play and the way they run the club and the way they go about their business. Well, thank you, Reptile. Tell us what you really think. And uh, he's still obviously filthy after the Bunnies got toweled up by Panthers, 11-2 in that penalty count. He owes uh, one of the other boys, too, a six-pack, I think. Damo. Damo from the Riff. That's it. 
Damo from the Rift. That's right. Way so you were going to be the conduit to get yep. that happening. That's all been set up. Oh, you've given That's, Reptile Demos. Yep, they're all, all right. they're set to go. Well, see, so you too can be involved in this interactive fun. Uh, sometimes it might feel a bit incestuous, this this fun we've got going on here between our, our listeners. Um, 0457 736 736 is that text line if you want to join the fun and games. Welcome back to NRL Match Day 5-2. to two. That match between the Dragons and the Roosters will kick off in about five or ten minutes' time. So we'll keep you uh, up to date with score updates from that match. As I said, 1-17, to 17, the Dragons and the Roosters. A bit of a, a strange one there. Um, Sam Walker, um, their normal starting half, is starting off the bench. Um, so a little bit strange one there. And I still can't work out why they're doing that. But we'll keep you across that one. Um, as we go through Sunday, bloody Sunday time now to go through uh, the injury, the injury list from uh, matches played so far. Um, Cronulla winger Ronaldo Mulatalo suffered a suspected broken jaw uh, doing during yesterday's 50 to 20 uh, win over West Tigers in Rockhampton. Um, yet to get any information from the Sharks confirming that, but I'm pretty sure that might be him for the season. So not good news for Ronaldo. Uh, the Tigers 5'8", Adam Dewey, he left the field late in the match with a knee issue. Uh, Michael Maguire said that uh, he should be okay to play in next Sunday's game against Penrith. Mike Acevo, Eels winger, uh, a serious knee injury. Uh, as we heard from Hayes Dunster, the other Eels winger from last night, only moments ago, um, he's still uh, having those scans. So yet to be confirmed, but it doesn't look good, I've got to be saying. Uh, it looks like a medial injury, which could well rule him out. Well, I think might rule him out for the rest of the season. Panthers fullback Dylan Edwards, a head knock he copped against South Sydney Friday night. So he'll have to pass HIA protocols through the week. Uh, you would have seen Josh Mansour too. He was tangled up in an awful incident. He was uh, battered and bruised and twisted and tangled and bleeding. And I thought, oh my God, Josh. Um, but then I saw him uh, chatting with a few of the Penrith's former teammates after the game. He had a smile on his dial. He seemed to be okay. Um... So he should be right to go, I would have thought, next uh, week when the Bunnies... Who have the Bunnies got next week? I'm not even sure. Why do I ask these questions if I don't know the answer myself? I have got it in front of me, but it's going to take me a little bit of time. Uh, I'll tell you what, they've got the uh, Roosters. Roosters next week. Uh, George Jennings, uh, he came back from a knee injury. Uh, that was short-lived, though. Uh, the Melbourne winger hurt his knee again. Thursday's match against the Gold Coast. So... Um, 
We'll have to keep a watch on that one. Jeremy Marshall King has played his last game for Canterbury this season. Uh, the hooker, he's um, returned to be with, um, for the, the birth, rather, um, of his child with his partner. So that's why he didn't play. So that's not really um, Sunday bloody Sundays. It's not really injuries. It's just an absence for Jeremy Marshall King. We know about Andrew Fafita from last week. So he had uh, surgery during the week. Uh, on that uh, that larynx or laryngeal surgery, I, I think it is as well. Lovely photos from Fafita during the week as well, getting around the hospital yeah. while he's able to on his walks and uh, stuff good. like that and meeting up with uh, different patients in the hospital, which is yeah. terrific to see. Go and have uh, a look good. at that on socials oh, mate, as look, well. I don't know Andrew Fafita, and I know he's had a few uh, off-field indiscretions over the time and on-field stuff as well, but uh, I'm sure he's a good fella. Uh, heart's in the right place. Mm. And uh, as we said last week, we, we hope he's going to make a full recovery. And I'm sure he, yeah. I'm sure he will. All right. Well, that's pretty much the injury wrapper. As much as I've got for you, the game is about to uh, kick off between the Dragons and the Roosters. Um, as I was saying earlier, the Roosters really need to win this and their remaining two games if they want to be a shot at making the top four. Um, given you would think that Manly will win their remaining two games. So Manly and the Roosters and the Eels are all locked on 30 points. Manly yet to play the Dogs and the Cowboys. Uh, the Roosters have got this one against the Dragons, but then South Sydney and the Raiders. So uh, if they were to drop one of their three remaining games and Manly win both of theirs, or give a Manly a far superior for and against Manly, We'll finish in the top four. This is NRL Match Day. It's two o'clock. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Order! 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 Yes, indeed. NRL Match Day time for the charge sheet. Okay, so Bulldogs prop Luke Thompson's season is over unless he beats a crusher tackle charge at the judiciary. Thompson is one of three players facing suspensions following a review of yesterday's matches. So Bulldogs teammate Corey Waddell and Newcastle prop David Klemmer are also looking at time on the sidelines. Thompson is facing a two- to three-week ban for a crusher tackle uh, during the Doggies' loss to the Knights. The suspension would have only been one week, if not for Thompson having three Three, yeah, previous offences in the last two years uh, counting against him. Waddell and Clemmer are both looking at one-week bans for contrary conduct offences. Uh, Clemmer would miss uh, two matches if he challenges the charge and loses. Waddell is facing one week irrespective of whether he enters an early guilty plea or goes to the judiciary and is unsuccessful. So there you have it. Order, order, order. Huh? No. Hey, around the grounds we go. Uh, Toowoomba, this match being played at the Clive Burkhoffer Stadium. Sorry, pardon? Oh, who was Clive Burkhoffer? Well, he was. He was a philanthropist. He was a former mayor of Toowoomba. Well, there you go. So he's the mayor of Toowoomba, former mayor of Toowoomba, and decided to call the local rugby league, the football stadium, the sports stadium after himself. I'm not sure it's him that... Gave the ground the well, name. Can we find out? Was, was it named the Clive Burkhoffer Stadium when said man, Clive, what's his middle name? Ronald Burkhoffer was actually the mayor of Toowoomba. And he's named the stadium after himself. Or has the 
mayor that succeeded him thought, you know what, because Clive is a what? Do you call it a philanthropist? Philanthropist, yeah. He's got, sh- sh- they got lots of money, yeah? Yeah. They give it away. How generous. Wouldn't that be nice to have that sort of dough? I'm wondering if the current mayor decided to name it after Clive because Clive had given the city a lot of cash over the years. Maybe Clive's cash built the stadium. And you're entitled to put your name up in lights if you've paid for the joint. Surely. No? Nil all, anyway, between the Dragons and Roosters at Clive Burkhofer Stadium in uh, Toowoomba. Yes. Yes, so we've got an update there. (laughs) Thank Um, you. Officially still known as Toowoomba Sports Ground, but was renamed to reflect the home club's major sponsor, philanthropist, property developer, and former local mayor, Clive Burkhofer. Well, there you go. That's great investigative journalism from you on the hop there, Mad Russian. <laughs> so basically, we've put two and two together. He's thrown yeah, some cash at the joint and they've named it after him. Too easy. Would you like a stadium name? If you could have a stadium named after you, Alexander Molchanovsky Stadium, which one would it be? I don't know that I want a whole state. Wouldn't you rather just have it? I'd rather have a stand. Just a stand? I think that'd be... Yeah, but it'd have to be... It couldn't be at the north or the south, your stand, because of the length of your name. It would have to be an east or a west stand (laughs) for Alexander Molchanovsky. Or a hill. You know, it's it's a bit more of the people, you know. Well, that would be good for you because... No, no, no. Your nickname is what? Mulchy. Mulchy. So on the hill, Mulchy. Very good. Perfect. I like it. The Mulchy Hill. And I'll tell you what, Leichhardt can get quite mulchy. That's the marketer inside you. Yeah, Leichhardt does get... That does get quite mulchy. Have you ever been there when it's been a lot of rain? That's not mulchy. That's muddy. Awful. Yeah. Just down there at the the southeastern corner. It's like a slip and slide. Yeah, I know. And you've really got to hold your balance walking down there because it would be most embarrassing to fall on your backside when there's thousands of people there and you're trying to get through that little corridor there and you see a little patch of grass. He's speaking from experience. Yep. You weave your way through. <laughs> you weave your way through and you're carrying your binoculars and your bag and your big league magazine. And you've got your, well, wherever you work, their shirt mm. on. And you want to really hold your footing because you don't want to fall ass over back, you know, in the mud. And then go to work. The wet. mulchy wet. The mulchy hill. I like it. Yeah. Uh, there's been a try, I believe, at the, uh, what's it called again? The Clive Burkhofer Stadium in Toowoomba. Uh, celebrations from the Dragons, but the uh, the score sheet, oh no, it's a, a try-saving tackle. Good tackle, too, on Tedesco. Good tackle coming across. Who's the Dragons fullback? Dufty. Oh, the Duff man that's going to the Dogs. Try-saver takes Teddy over over the touchline just before Teddy was about to reach out. And, uh, and score a try. So nil all the score between the Roosters and the Dragons at Clive Burkhofer Stadium, Toowoomba. So you'd like Leichhardt, the Leichhardt Hill to be the Mulchy, Alexander Molchanovsky Hill. I'd take it. And then would you insist that on the ticket stubs they print out, like you've got to have your name on there yeah. as well? Absolutely. A- guarantees Art general admission entrance to the Alexander Molchanovsky Hill at Leichhardt. I like it. Yeah. Mulchy. Yeah. All right. Um, we need to do a bit of an update, a betting update. I think that's what we need to do. So I'm just going to rattle on with it, and it's time to get, I think, an odds update. Proudly brought to you by PointsBet. It's shacking easy to bet anytime. Download the PointsBet app today. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Here's Finchie.
Hey guys, Brett Finch from Points for the last matchup of round 23 says the Broncos take on the Warriors at Suncorp with New Zealand ending this season's favourites at $1.80 on the points bet up. The Warriors are coming off their third consecutive win for the first time since 2018. The Warriors were held their last three opponents to an average of just 14 points per game during that stretch. And their recent under record is 6-1 and one in their last seven. Now, the recent consistency of the Broncos is highlighted by a 4-0 record at the line in their last four. And they could jump favourite come kickoff. I think they're good value, the Broncos. They certainly pushed the Roosters all the way. A really tough penalty against young Flegler. Uh, gave Adam Kieran a chance to kick the penalty goal, and they did well, the Roosters. But the Bronx, they're certainly improving. I like Xavier Cates, anytime try scorer, or even Broncos at the line. Broncos head-to-head, there's plenty of value there. I think they can get the job done on home soil. And guys, for the latest odds and markets, for the NRL, head to pointsbet.com.au or download the Pointsbet app. And please remember to gamble responsibly. Thanks, Finchy. And Brailey proudly brought to you by Pointsbet. It's shacking easy to bet any time. Download the Pointsbet app today. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Five eight. Are we talking to Nodwado Kamali later on? After this break coming up, Noddy, 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 Noddy. So that's all about the Gallagher Kangaroos. Uh, I wonder who he's got squeezed into the uh, the Gallagher's Kangaroos for this week. There's only one way to find out. Just around the grounds we go. Uh, who's that? Is that Adam Kieran? I think coming from the field. Uh, nil all the score. Dragons and the Roosters. I won't. Let you know. Yeah, it is. I pulled that out of my backside because um, I've only seen him a few times, Adam Kerry. Yeah, uh, he's got a bit of a, a ginger sort of streak coming through the hair. Yeah. Maybe that was the sunlight coming over the uh, the grandstand or the scoreboard there at the uh, the great Clive Burke Offer Stadium, Townsville, where the former mayor is. Um, well, the stadium is named after the former mayor who's given the city of Toowoomba plenty of cash seems over the years. Um, Paramat, uh, Paramat's in a good mood today. Mm. Paramata, what's the matter, Para? Well, Paramat is all smiles after the Eels win yesterday, breaking that four-match losing streak. Uh, he says via text, uh, loving the play-ons, uh, Waman. And those outside of radio talk, the play-ons, they're basically the little music stings which you play on as you come out of a commercial break from time to time. Sunday, bloody Sunday, perfect for your show and also takes me back to visiting Dublin when we were allowed to travel. There are still signs of bullet holes in the walls at Dublin Post Office. Yeah, I believe there are. Um, from that monumental uprising in 1916. Sunday, bloody Sunday indeed. Thanks, Paramat. Yeah, uh, taking us back. little history lesson there as well. We try and you know, cover all bases here on NRL Match Day. It's 12 past two. Up next, Brett Kamali. Yes, you are. It's 17 past two. Great to have your company wherever you're tuning in to us uh, from. You may be on the app as well. Uh, quickly around, we're going to talk to Brett Kamali very shortly. Around the grounds we go. Roosters 6, uh, St. George of Dragons nil uh, in Toowoomba. Clive Burke off a stadium. Now, on a serious note, uh, we are reliably informed that Clive Burkhoffer was, yes, the former mayor of Toowoomba, but he's done some wonderful things over the years, uh, parting with millions of dollars probably uh, for various research and and really good things. So uh, he's obviously he doesn't want any notoriety, uh, a good man that's given loads of, of money away. Um, Mark Braybrook jumped on the line. He knows a lot more about Clive, and we'll, we'll chat to uh, Potsy um, a little bit later on because he'll be calling that game this afternoon Broncos and Warriors. He knows more about uh, Toowoomba than uh, you and me and the whole lot of us in this studio put together. So we'll have a chat about uh, what Clive has done. But round the grounds from that stadium and uh, the Roosters are leading six points to nil. And if you stay with me, I might even update that score because uh, Joey Manu almost went close to scoring 
their second. Uh, the Roosters are on the attack now. They've got numbers out there. They're going to go back through the middle. Long ball from Tedesco. Stay with me here. They've gone in again. So Roosters uh, are leading uh, 10 points to nil now. Is that being given? Yes, it has. 10 points to nil with a kick to come from out wide on the touchline. Roosters 10 Dragons yet to score. 17 minutes gone there uh, in that match in Toowoomba. Brett Kamali now proudly joins us. Uh, he's brought to us by Gallagher Insurance Brokers, proud partner of the Gallagher Kangaroos. A very good afternoon, Brett Kamali. Hey, Chris. How are you, buddy? I'm good, champ. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm watching that game that you just gave around the grounds update too. So if we're giving our Metricons out for the player of the match at the moment, James Tedesco, oh. he's getting the three, the two, and the one point. He's on fire. What about that left-to-right spiral ball from Teddy? He is... Oh, just look at that replay now. Well, the, 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 did you talk about around the grounds before that the Dragons looked like scoring the first try, Ravala down the sideline, and mm. throws it... I think he thought he was playing offside touch. He threw it about four metres forward <laughs> to Matt Dufty on the inside. So... <laughs> Pretty much a core skill, isn't it? These people. Can you run, catch, and pass? Wingers in the NRL. Handy to be able to do that, particularly if you're earning half a mil or more. Yeah. Very yeah. handy. I, we won't practice that at training. We'll practice the you know try scoring mm. and the catching the bombs. It's a very handy yeah. skill set to have, though, for any aspiring yeah. young wingers that want to earn a shed load of cash playing NRL. Oh, that, what about what about a good skill just for the fact of anyone wanting to play rugby league? Oh, that too. Yeah, that yeah. too. That's yeah, that's pretty much every position should be able to do that. Oh, it all comes down to the coaching, Noddy, doesn't it? And I know uh, you've got your eyes all over that uh, that corridor out there, all pathways heading from the Shire to West Tigers now in your new position out there too. So you'll be seeing some of those talented youngsters coming through. Now, these guys you've got in the Gallagher's Kangaroo, so I'll just point out to our listeners, if you are new to the show, basically Noddy comes up with my help uh, with a, a Kangaroos team. So if we were playing a, a test match sometime this week, this would be the starting 13. Generally, he runs this by me. I give it a little nod, not a problem. Or sometimes I might suggest we massage a position, a position here or there. We then pass this on to Mal. And uh, with his blessing, these guys are generally good to go. All right, well, let's look at your back five. Uh, Tedesco, he is your number one. He's locked in there. Your wingers, Dane Gagai, Josh Adokar. So no changes there. Obviously, Brian Toto still out injured. I see there is one change in the centres. Well, no turbo. Obviously, as we muck around, Chris, and have a bit of fun with this, but we're playing the game on Monday night somewhere. We'll talk. We'll play it out at Toowoomba. The stadium looks beautiful today, so we'll give them a test match as well on Monday night. The Clive Burkhoff um, Stadium. Yeah, we'll play there as a as a, a great treat for the Toowoomba fans, and and as you said, sounds good. The venue it looks magnificent. So no turbo uh, this weekend. So he obviously misses out on his uh, centre position. So we had to find a centre to go with uh, Terrell Mitchell uh, on one side. So. I found it really hard, to be honest, to come up really? with another centre. Another centre that was available and, and in form. So I've gone with Kurt Capewell. Probably played state of origin in the centres. Um, but probably look at him more as a defensive play more than the attacking play. Okay. That's a bit left field. Um, you didn't run Throw that one. at me. You didn't run it past me. Um, I, I texted I, Dan before, but I, I now know that Dan's having the day off. Dan's so. not here. Yeah, he's got some family uh, business. Yeah. So the, no yeah. dramas. Look, the, this isn't make or break, all right? It's not cattle throw, stations. Throw a centre at oh, throw a center can at I, me. Can I throw one at you? Um, yeah. Can he wear headgear? Not Matt many centres. Yes. Other than the pearl, not many centres wear headgear. What can Matt Burton play for... We can't give a Gallagher's kangaroo jersey away without playing State of Origin. Who said? been other kangaroos well, no, that haven't played origin before yeah but we 
Run it by this Mal. Is, well, okay, I'll talk to Mal. You come back to me. Like okay. Fatty once said, I'll get back to you shortly. And we'll just hold that fire, hold fire. Oh, no, you, I mean, you're the chief selector. So you've gone with Kate Weller. I'm happy with that. All right. Um, okay. Because I don't want to have to get into red tape and have to get involved in a yeah. shed fight with Mal about, yeah, all right. Okay, so yeah. we'll go with Kate Well, but I think Matt Burton is knocking on that door. In the halves, oh, haven't, didn't Munster play well? So too, Nathan Cleary. Both of them played blinders, and so too did Daly Cherry Evans, who hasn't found his name on the sheet. No, that's right. Isn't it good? Nathan Cleary hasn't played for a number of weeks, and, and Manly were on fire. Manly still are on fire. So as you said, DCE pretty much won the game for Manly. Um, kicking, great kicking game, and obviously kicked a full goal. Um, but I just, I don't know, I saw the emergence of Nathan Cleary in that second half for Penrith. Uh, they beat South Sydney, which is probably a better team to beat than the Raiders, which Manly were able to beat. So, um, yeah, we've got Nathan back in the halves with Cam Munster at 5 Isn't it good at this time of year when you get the, the spine players playing good footy? Yep. Munster, brilliant. Cleary, brilliant. Daly Cherry Evans, brilliant. And Mitchell Moses, probably one of the best games he's had all year as well. So you're right. They're all sort of uh, peaking at, at the right time. The front row then looks like this Payne Haas, Junior Paulo, and Damien Cook holds on to the nine. That's right, yeah. Junior Paulo comes back into the side. Obviously, Daniel Saifidi uh, not playing for a couple of weeks. Just pushed himself out of that. Sometimes we've gone uh, Dale Finucane. I did th- I did think about your man, one of the brothers from the Monavale no, Ranch, is it? No, Monavale Raiders. Get it right? M- no, Monavale Raiders. Okay, sorry. I was mm. thinking of Jakey at one stage of that front row, but I thought mm, we'll, we'll go a bigger body in Junior Paulo. Mm. Okay, all right. So you're yeah, I'm happy for you. If you, if you want to bring, we can put Jakey in there. If no, you're no, happy to, you no, know, no, 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 that would be. I know of... you, I know, I know you see the Travojevic family and you'll be able to say, hey guys, I push for your name and, mm. I, I, you know, I'm looking after. So, okay, well, let's hey, do listen. that, Chris. Let's, hey, put, listen. let's put Jake in the front row. Really? Is he big enough? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He played well. well. Yeah, mate, the last well. two weeks he's had, he's had really good game actually, Jake. Defensively, brilliant. He's made a couple of his. I think, yeah. Well, a bloke called Payne Hart is a pretty big... He could do play one on the on the kickoffs, and, and Jake can do play two. Mm. Um, great defender. Freddie picked him Freddie picked him to play uh, front row, and obviously that was the two games that we, we won the first two games of State of Origin. Well, there you go. There you go. All right. Uh, you've got Felice Cafusi and Cam Murray in the second row. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, um, you've taken a photo of this team sheet, and you've cropped it and sent it to me, but... You've cut off number 13, so I can't see who it you, is. You should know who number 13 is, shouldn't you? Who played Isaiah? really good for Penrith the other day? Isaiah. Yo! Yo, man. Do you know, I thought yeah. it was the village people. You know, each player could have a song after them. Yeah. Um, and I always thought it was yo, man. It's actually young man. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that would right work. When, 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 <laughs> when we're in Toowoomba, for this test match, because there mightn't be too many tries scored. Let's have that every player's got to pick a song to play after he scores. Yeah, I know. Well, and yeah. make it a bit of a party-like atmosphere because they're obviously not not as badly affected or not in lockdown like we are. So for this test, make for, it a fun environment. For this test match, all right. Well, uh, yo, man, we'll we'll get the village people lined up for that one. YMCA. Um, all right, we might try and do that for next weekend. All right, buddy. Um, I guess I can probably almost let you go. Um, West Tigers, we quickly touch on them. Oh, what do we got here? Oh, hello. Isaiah, your man. 
I like it. I just seen him running out yeah. now. Here comes, here comes Isaiah Yo at the Clive Burkhofer Stadium Toowoomba. The Kangaroos taking on goodness knows who we're playing. No, that's right. What about the old days? You remember the old days you used to line up in the tunnel and they'd yeah. call you out one at a time, like a grand final day? Let's do yeah. that this, this test match as well. Let's Absolutely. have Yo Man running, running out to that. Yeah, absolutely. And you have a little music sting for each player. We used to do that over over in London. It's been done plenty of times before. It's good. It can get a bit... Uh, you, no, it, we'll do that at Clive Burkhofer Stadium. So yeah. is it going to be a midweek, a midweek test? Uh, we'll, play, we'll play Monday night, Chris, because I reckon... Tomorrow uh, night? We've got, yeah, tomorrow night. Fair tomorrow enough. night, and then that way they can um, go, go, go home. They've had a great day today. They go home. They're all excited. They come back tomorrow night. Then the players get a few days to recover for round 24. Yep. All right. Well, and, that, and logistically, that will work. They can keep all the, the corporate hospitality marquees up and, and all yeah. that sort of stuff, the hamburger vans. and. All right, Noble, I appreciate you jumping on the line, mate, and that is for Gallagher Insurance Brokers, proud partner of the Gallagher Kangaroos. Visit ajg.com.au today. Thank you, Chris. See you, mate. We'll do it again next week. There he is, Brett Kamali. You're listening to NRL Match Day. We're going to chat to Mark Braybrook and Scotty Sattler after this short break and preview the next match coming up between the Broncos and the Warriors. And I hope you're enjoying your Sunday afternoon. Great to have your company as well. It's just past half past two. We'll be here until three. And then Mark Braybrook and Scotty Sattler, Gary Belcher will take things away as well. Uh, All the build-up before that game uh, between the Warriors and the Broncos at Suncorp Stadium. I'm going to talk to... uh, to uh, Potsy very shortly. Just around the grounds before we do, uh, Sydney Roosters 10, leading St. George, Illawarra nil. Roosters 10, Dragons nil. Uh, 15 minutes to go in the first half there. That match being played, as we, we said before, at Clive Burkhofer Stadium in Toowoomba. Good crowd in attendance. And uh, we weren't quite sure who Clive Burkhofer was. He was the former mayor and also a wealthy man. Um, and he, his name is on the stadium. Mark Braybrook knows a lot more about Toowoomba, the ins and outs, and also about Clive. And, and you're saying, Potsy, that he's a man that's done a, a whole lot of good over the years. Good afternoon, Chris. Yeah, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, Clive Berghofer, arguably, and it's not for me to necessarily put him at the top of the tree, but arguably uh, could be considered the greatest um, person ever from Toowoomba. Uh, He's an extraordinary man. He was, as you mentioned, uh, mayor, and he was also the member for Toowoomba South uh, for a few years as well. Um, But his um, philanthropy is what he is known for around South East Queensland and Queensland. Uh, In 2001, uh, we've got the Queensland Institute of Medical Research, which is named after him. Um, because in 2000, well, they named can- the cancer research after him initially when he donated in 1997 $20 million. Wow. Then in 2001, he donated $10 million. And then in 2013, he donated a further $50 million Jeez. to the QIMR. If those had come to Brisbane right next to uh, the ECA, the showgrounds, uh, the Royal Women and Brisbane, Brisbane and Women's Hospital, there's a massive building, the Clyde Berghoff at Queensland Institute of Medical Research, where a lot of cancer research is done, um, a whole range of things. He's donated nearly $100 million wow. um, in, the case, in the last 30 years. Uh, he has also donated millions to the Care Flight Helicopter uh, charity uh, and a lot of the helicopters for CareFlight, which is now called uh, Life Flight here in uh, in Queensland, uh, have been named after after him because of his donations. The Brisbane Broncos training facilities he paid for them to be built, so they're called the Clive Berghoffer uh, training fields at Red Hill. Um, 
he is an ex- and he you never see him in public. He doesn't talk. No. He, he just does it all very quietly. And I would suggest that the ground at Toowoomba, at the top of the uh, the range, um, is named after him. Not because of um, uh, you know that he's donated. Yeah, yeah. You know, we would have donated millions, but they would have decided that he is the greatest. Put the name uh, on Toowoomba. I don't know Toowoomba. I don't know how don't you know. Uh, what you call Toowoomba. I like um, it. Tubian. Yeah, so he, yeah, so he, um, just an extraordinary mm. Queenslander and someone from Toowoomba who uh, those up on the top of the range and uh, for those that haven't been to southeast Queensland, Toowoomba would be about 120k uh, west of Brisbane. It's a wonderful drive. You get down the Darren Lockyer Way, yeah. um, up to the top of the range as they call it. And um, if it's 23 or 24 here in Brisbane. I reckon there'll be about 18 up on the range Is at that the moment. Right? So, yeah, I reckon I've cool only ever, I think I've driven through Toowoomba, so I don't know the place mm. at all. But you've made me feel quite ignorant now, uh, Mark, uh, given how, uh, what sort of a stature Clive is or uh, is in Queensland. So uh, where did he make his money? Um, we were discussing this before. He's a very private person. I was saying uh, to Steve Exton, who's our tech here today, more than likely it would have been, and look, I'm only guessing here, um, uh, would have been... Uh, you know, in farming, uh, in pastoral activities, because uh, the Darling Downs uh, is renowned for being, uh, you know, the food bowl, the pastoral area mm. of Queensland and Australia. So I would imagine a lot of it is, uh, has come from that. Um, but he has given away more than he's made, I reckon, in Absolutely. some respects. Oh. I think that 70 mil to the QIMR, the Queensland Institute of Medical Research, well, is named after him. We um, should put his name on, all, on every stadium up there. Um, yeah. The Clyde Burke yeah. Stadium, 10-0, Roosters leading the Dragons. Uh, Potsy, by the way, with 11 to play it's in the first half. It's a place to go to, to, to Toowoomba. Uh, if, you haven't, if your listeners haven't been and they come to Brisbane, take the drive. It's an easy drive. It's 100k all the way, uh, an hour, um, and it's... 70 minutes uh, from Brisbane um, and it's well worth it. Uh, their flowers, etc. because it's a cold climate. Um, the gardens, the Toowoomba gardens are, are un- spectacular they are. So yeah. This message proudly brought to you by Toowoomba Tourism. Thank you. <laughs> Potsy. Hey, I've um, yeah. got a text here from Tex and he says, uh, gee, Potsy's an encyclopedia at times. Great listening, gents. Keep up the good work. So there you go. So Toowoomba. He's, um, yep. he's, into, pro- he's into property, Clive, and they reckon he's worth about 370 mil. Wow. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, he sounds like he's, he's, he's done a heap of good work over, over yeah. the years. So um, let's focus on what's happening at Suncorp Stadium then, Mark. And uh, am I right in saying this will be the Broncos' 300th game at Suncorp? Yeah, it's uh, hard to believe when you consider they had a few seasons, of course, at ANZ Stadium as well. Yeah. So they're back at their spiritual home, really. And the, pl- the ground is in outstanding order. Uh, security have kept the players from walking in sand shoes off the grass, would you believe? The, the wow. Warriors got here early. They're on the field, just on their phones, most probably talking to family and security were all over them. Yeah. The gates have just opened. Hopefully we'll have a, a decent crowd here this afternoon. There's been a, a slight easing of restric- restrictions in southeast Queensland for COVID. Uh, 75% capacity uh, today. You're still um, required to wear a mask if you're not drinking or eating in the crowd. Uh, but apart from that, hopefully I reckon we might get 25 because the Warriors always draw do. really well here uh, in Brisbane. And it is a magical day. Winter's gone. Officially, it's over. We're into spring already. It's 26 degrees. There's not a cloud in the sky. Perfect conditions for footy. Um, and the Broncos are finding a bit of form. I reckon, you know, they're, they're, they're coming out the other side. Uh, yeah. The Warriors have won three in a row, and I can't believe they've won three in a row. And that three in a row since Roger packed up... And went, packed yeah, up stumps bizarre, and went. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought that that was they decided to fold the tent and that was the season. But they have, 
they have just turned things around and they're a chance of making the eight and they go well against Brisbane. It should be a terrific game today. Um, Danny Levi goes back to the bench because um, Jake Turpin is going to start in jersey number 21. David Mead drops off the bench for the, uh, for the Broncos and we get to get an official side from either team, but I can tell you that uh, from the Warriors as well. But it uh, should be a, a cracking game because, uh, you know, the Warriors and Reese Walsh returning to Brisbane uh, to play Brisbane for the first time. Of course, he's been here throughout the year. Mm. Um, but returning to play against the Brisbane Broncos, I reckon he'll be in for a big afternoon today. But it wouldn't surprise me if, if the Broncos win. I just, as I said, I think, you know, that, that tunnel, that long, dark tunnel, the old cliche, there is light at the end and that light's getting closer and it ain't, a, it ain't an oncoming train. Uh, they're, they're turning things around. No, they are for sure. And you, you've no, you, you can notice improvement week on week with Brisbane. Unlucky against the Roosters, weren't they, last start. Uh, the Warriors, though, Mark, I, I, I like you probably, I put the ruler through them a, a few weeks ago when Roger left, and but they can still mathematically make the finals if they were win, to win today. Then next week, they could knock off the Raiders, and if they then knocked off the Titans as well, well, they may well find themselves in the eight. Well, that's the thing about a lot of those teams that are trying to get into the top eight. They're going to play each other. Mm. The Titans are going to play Newcastle and... Um, the Warriors, and as you mentioned, Canberra up against the Warriors as well, and and so the Warriors, they keep winning. Um, yeah, they're, they're half a chance. They've got to rely on results ahead of them changing, but I mean, sometimes that mental uh, approach, you know, the fact all of a sudden, oh, geez, we're still on this, boys. We're a chance mm. of making the eight uh, can change the way they approach things. Absolutely. And a, a subtle mind shift from the Warriors. Uh, three weeks ago, they most probably thought their season was over. And, you know, oh, who cares, boys? Let's go out and have some fun. Well, they're having well some their fun coach even, Nathan Brown, said, no, well, well, we're out of finals contention now. I remember him vividly saying that a a few weeks ago. So it has been a bit of a, a turnaround um, from them. Just on Reese Walsh, Mark, um, and you're closer to all this th- than me. And I think I read yesterday, it was just talking, he, he had spoken the, for the first time about you know, not being included in the Broncos' top squad and not having his contract upgraded. And um, what's the likelihood of Reese Walsh heading back to the Broncos one day in the near future? Uh, one day in the future, as opposed to the near future, would be more likely, I would have thought, um, than in the next couple of years. It depends on how happy he is. He hasn't been to Auckland yet. I mean, mm. a lot of these players that are playing for the Warriors today yeah. have never yeah. been to Auckland. So how will he cope uh, with the travel from Auckland back to Australia and so forth? And it's not just domestic, it's international travel. That may be, play a role. Uh, he might get homesick. Um, and depends on how well the Warriors are going compared to the Broncos. So there's still a lot of water to go under the bridge. Mm. I don't think that, you know, he's burnt his ties here at all. And Kevy has come out and said that, um, you know, in the media here in Brisbane today, that it was miscommunication and all that sort of stuff mm. that let him go. Um, but... Reese Walsh was symptomatic of the problems that the Brisbane Broncos were having off the field. Uh, the fact that they couldn't identify and they didn't identify and they didn't strategize well enough to keep a player uh, of his quality mm. at the club shows how bad they were and yeah. how much improvement they've made uh, in the last three, four, five months. Yeah. Uh, he could come back, but, you know, maybe a few years down the track. Uh, I'm sure they'd love to have him back, but by the time they get him back... They might have to pay overs for him too. Yeah, they, they may well do. And another player that you know, the Broncos have let go from their system uh, at the Roosters, Sam Walker. Um, and strangely, I don't know if you have any inside info in that. He started uh, he started on the bench in this match being played in Toowoomba. Roosters leading 14-0. Oh, he's, he's battered and bruised, Sam. Mm. Um, and he... 
he needs, you know, he needs... If they weren't in contention, uh, the Roosters, I don't think Sam Moore could be playing, to be honest. Yeah. He's in his first year. He's a very small kid. Um, he's taken a pounding, but he keeps aiming up. Uh, Toby Sexton, for example, for the Titans, mm. he had four, he's had four games and they've just put him in cotton wool. And teams that can afford to do that do, but the Roosters, they, they need him there. And I think by putting him on the bench today suggests that... Um, He's not 100%, and if they can get through this game at 14-0 with a kick to come, uh, they look in control over the Dragons. Don't be surprised if he doesn't get out on the park at all. Mm. All right, Mark, appreciate the chat, mate. Enjoy your call. I'll be listening as well, and you'll be joined by Scotty Sattler and Gary Belcher for that one. Uh, the Warriors against the Broncos kick off a shade after four. Good on you, mate. Thank you. There is Mark Braybrook. Um, yeah, very uh, very knowledgeable, isn't he, Mark? And, and particularly Queensland stuff. He's all all across that. So um, the name of that stadium in Toowoomba, for those that weren't sure, like me and like you over there, um, we do a bit of Googling and uh, we know that he's the former mayor, but he's a whole lot more than that, isn't he? Clive Burke off a stadium, um, giving away millions and millions uh, to uh, worthy causes over the years. Around the grounds we go to Toowoomba. It is the Roosters 14, leading the Dragons nil five minutes out from halftime. Yeah, great to have your company. Uh, what have we got coming up to 12 minutes to uh, 3 o'clock? Now, each Sunday, generally, we play a rugby league theme, okay? And normally I put a call out to you, the listeners, which one you would like. It's hard to go past simply the best. I know that, and we play that NRL. Now, that's my team, Who Do Gurus. We play that every Sunday. It's part of a regular segment. Now, Molchanovsky is our, our guest uh, panel op slash uh, guest producer here today. And uh, I said to him, what is your favourite NRL theme song? And he's come up with this. Yeah, there it is. Tub thumping. Tub thumping. It's one of the good ends. Not my fave, but do like it. I mean, mm. you can't help but tap along with the old foot, can you, with that tub thumping? And you're probably all doing that at home right now, wherever you might be, in the car or in the kitchen, doing the washing up, cleaning up after Sunday lunch. Wouldn't that be nice? What year was that? The 98. Which is the year I was born. Wow. There you go. 1990. You were born in 98. Yep. There you go. Oh, you're making me feel old now. I'm sure a lot of listeners as well. I was packing my backpack in 1998, heading from oh, heading from to Perth to London. There you go. How long were you in London for? I went there for a year. Right. 
Stayed I, th- I didn't ask how long you went Stayed for. 13. I was how long you 13, stayed for. 13 years. Went there with a backpack. Right. Came back married with three kids. How does that happen? That's one way to change your life. Decades. So I went wow. there from Perth. So I was over in Perth with Western right. Reds. Yep. They wound up, mm. i.e. booted out of the competition, no mm. longer Reds. And then I moved across from Western Reds to uh, Western Australian Tennis. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, worked with them, marketing major for them for, for Tennis Western Australia for a year or two. And then, as you do, you break up with a girlfriend for whatever reason, and you decide to um, pack your bag and head off, mm. go to the other side of the world and start afresh, get away from it all. You were being born, and I was uh, boarding a 747 for Heathrow. Wow. Am Speak- I that old? Are you that young? <laughs> Don't mm. feel young. Anyway, um, Broncos, the Savo, speaking of London, Broncos. London Broncos, yeah. Well, that's where I worked. So I worked with the London Broncos for right. almost a decade. I was talking to Brett Kamali, actually. When was that? Last week I was talking to Brett Kamali, and he's good mates with Tony Martin, who played with oh. Melbourne Storm and would have won a premiership with Melbourne mm. Storm, Tozza. So what I'm thinking, that's why I just asked you for Noddy's number. I might track down Tony Martin, Tozza, yeah. and maybe have a chat that's with a him tomorrow fellas. night. The good fellas. Good. I like it. I, I haven't spoken to him for 15 years. We were really good mates in London over there. It's funny, isn't it? You, yeah. you get in a groove and you have a heap of group of mates around you, like when you're playing at a footy club or at a work, you move to another place to work and sometimes you just sort of lose touch, don't you? You move on and you've got other Life things to juggle. Life happens. Life happens. That's right. Exactly. Couldn't have put it more eloquently than uh, Alexander Molchanowski just did. 14 points to four. Roosters over the Dragons. 14-4. So the Dragons have just scored. Um, conversion attempt uh, on its way now, 14-4. I was thinking before, and the halftime siren at Toowoomba has already sounded, by the way, so this will be the last act of the first 40. Anyone thinking of um, of ri- nonchalantly writing off the Roosters, I think you just need to be careful about doing that because they have still got a really, really good team. I know they've got probably as many out injured or retired as they have on the field. Mm. But they've still got a really good pack of forwards. They've got a very good young half who's being rested, and, and I know he's a bit battered and bruised. They've got arguably the best fullback in the world. And they, I'm sure, can and probably will cause some dramas for some of the other big guns mm. um, if they get that far. But That's one of the reasons I wasn't worried too worried if Manly made the top four or missed it, I'm sure some Roosters fans are thinking along the same lines, that they're going to be able to build up ahead of steam. Mm. That team finishing fifth, they're going to have a very easy elimination Well, that's the, that's the question. Um, and we've spoken about this a couple of times. Would you rather finish fourth and play Melbourne Storm week one mm. and get the second chance or finish fifth? and play the eighth-place team, which might be the Sharks, the Titans, or the Raiders, or the Warriors, maybe. Um, but you only get one chance. You've mm. got to win that match, or it's Red Rover. And, look, historically, you want to finish top four? Of course. But there's just something about this year. It's just been weird. Here's the logic from um, one of our journos I was talking to last week, I think. Scotty Bailey from mm. AAP. This was how he was looking at it, because I asked him that question. Um, If you were Manly, would you rather finish fourth or fifth? And he said fourth. And I said, okay, expand on that. And he said, 
because I reckon you can guarantee that Turbo would have a blinder, a match-defining blinder, either once or twice against Melbourne Storm. So if they finished and lost in week one to Melbourne Storm, mm. the way the draw would work out, they would come back and play Melbourne Storm, you'd think, later on mm. in three weeks in a grand final. Mm. And then it might be that one that Turbo has the uh, the off-the-charts type game. Anyway, it's one mm. way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, but look, it's been, been a good show, hasn't it? I really enjoyed uh, chatting to our, our guest, Mitch Barnett from Newcastle Knights. So the Knights... Uh, you can start smiling, I think, because you, you're pretty much locked into the top eight. You only need one more point from the four remaining. Uh, you've got the Titans and then the Broncos. So I think it's fair to say you guys are in. Mm -hmm. Still outside, though, in the race, you've got the Sharks, you've got the Titans, you've got the Raiders, you've got the Dragons, who I haven't written off yet, but I think we probably can. They're down 14 points to six at halftime against the Roosters in Toowoomba. And you've got the Warriors as well. Warriors need to win this afternoon against uh, the Broncos. They then need to beat the Raiders and the Titans if they are any chance of making the eight. It is safe to say we now can officially draw a red line through the hopes of West Tigers and we can officially hand the wooden spoon to Canterbury Bulldogs. I trust you've enjoyed the show. It's been great having you with us. Thanks to everyone that sent those text messages through. I'll be back with you tomorrow for Monday night's Higher Ground. Until then, keep smiling. Bye for now.